This is Lindsay Lohan, and you're listening to Live from the Barrage. Hey, this is Sonny Vincent, Live from the Barrage. Hello, this is the Rubber Bandits, and you are listening to Live, Live from, from the, the barrage. barrage. Did we do that right? Can we have our money now, please? <laughs> you are listening to Live from the Barrage. And London's we are the Rubber Bandits. We're a young from Ireland. London's steamingest radio station. If you want it's steam... New York. Yeah, if, New you York. Are, if you want steam going into your ears, listen to Live from the Barrage. I found heroin on the subway in New York He once. found heroin once. It's Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from the Barrage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sport song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to that. Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck, get the fuck out, this is my show. I said O-R-I-A-M, that's my name from the other end. Hey everybody, this is Conan and Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, What's your favorite with? radio station? Live from the barrage. Like a psycho Ooh. walks into this shit. <laughs> don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound it's gonna ever keep me down. Live from the barrage. I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. I have a great story. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? John Hulland, fuck you. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Uh, hello, everyone. We're back live from the barrage. I'm your host, Bud Light. And uh, what do you want? What mic do you want, Tommy? Oh, I got you. Sorry. I'm right here. Test. And uh, we're back. And uh, we're a little shorthanded this week. It's uh, myself, Ryan, and uh, Tommy Rockstar. Thank you, Tommy, for coming in. No problemo. And uh, there's no Dave. You get to travel. And there's no uh, hairdo. And no Pat. And no Pat. Pat's in England. And thank you, Pat, for he's, that. Uh, he's on assignment. Unbelievable. And Mario's coming in a little while. Unbelievable oh. uh, rubber bandits station ID, which... Uh, <laughs> It's just incredible. So I'm glad Stevie likes that. And, uh, you know, I should address something right off the bat because, uh, you know. It's important. I, it's important. I need to tell the audience that uh, Hairdo has left the show, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, maybe one day he'll be back. I don't know. Right now, he we have a difference of opinion of uh, the way the show should be run produced whatever you want to call it so i'll leave it at that and uh if you want to ask hairdo about it you can ask him i'm not going to sit here and uh you know talk about him while he's not here to talk about we're friends everything's cool just uh you know it kind of sucks but there you go it didn't end with screaming and cursing at each other no no nothing like that nothing like that it it happened right after the show last week and uh we had a discussion after the show i I was surprised to find out that he didn't he didn't want to be part of it anymore i don't want to spend too much time on it but it needs to be addressed plus i'm not nearly as good looking as that guy so it's not going to work for too long if i'm you know you're a pretty good looking guy i think you're not bad i'm looking at you now Sure, you could stand to lose a couple yeah, pounds. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that, 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 you talk to my girlfriend about that. But you Just do kidding. wear it well. Thank Tommy quit no. smoking and uh, several weeks today. Nice. You're, you're you. Not, you don't drink anymore, do you? Or just occasionally? Or? No, but I will say, last time I was here, I got pretty fucking buzzed, and I think I can go for that again tonight. That oh, happens. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I left and like, all right, that's feeling good there. Just one uh, final thing, you know, I love Hairdo. He's, yep. I think he's the funniest guy in the show. He's yep. one of my best friends for a long time, and uh, you know. That's that. I think he appealed to the audience in a in a big way. I'm I'm sure you guys are going to miss him 
as yeah. much as we are. So <laughs> Kazook is going to be heartbroken, is right. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kazoo. <laughs> we signed out a hug to you, my friend. Yeah, so. My fingers are still crossed, but we'll see. You know, yeah. But we'll we're going to keep coming at you. That's it. Yeah, coming at you. You know, you can't stop this radio train. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking thing's barreling through barriers. <laughs> Speaking of which, we have a couple guests. Uh, also, the hairdo uh, set up these guests for me. He's been working his ass off on the show. So we thank him for that. And uh, we have Vicki Hamilton coming in, who is the first manager of Guns N' Roses. Sorry to hit the uh, audience with two back-to-back uh, Guns N' Roses Don't managers. apologize for that. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, though. And uh, she's got lots of other stuff going on that we're going to ask her about. We have our uh, Guns N' Roses specialist here tonight to help us along with the interview. <laughs> so I bummed the entire show out, man. Sorry, dudes. Sorry. <laughs> Everything will be fine. Resident expert. We're all adults here. And if anybody like, wants uh, to, uh, like Stephen Dorff. We're all adults here. <laughs> He's smoking that stupid oh, electronic cigarette. I hate cigarette. that ad. Yeah. I hate that ad. <laughs> you didn't need to switch to that electronic cigarette, did you? No, but you... actually I did, and I'm smoking his brand right now. Oh, that's funny. My wife quit, mm. and she's you. She only uses it once in a while. Most of the time, she's actually doing without it altogether. Right. It's a so. crutch, exactly. Right. 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 So I have uh, I have friends that use it. They smoke it as much as they did cigarettes, and they've mm. been doing that for years. But uh, I bought when I quit back in January. I I bought one of those things, but I I never used it. Well, I, and I just wanted to break the nicotine habit altogether. No, I mean, if you if you check it out, I'm, I'm triple fisted here. I've got the electronic cigarette, then I've got this prescription inhaler, right? Right, I've seen those. And then the toothpick, just for why not? Yeah, but uh, they all help. But, but I, I've just been going to a program in, in Nassau, um, like a Nassau-based hospital, and they give you all this free shit, the patch and this inhaler. And they're actually against these uh, vapor cigarettes that Pat actually turned me on two years ago. I, he was the yeah, first. He used to do those commercials with his like. <laughs> Handful of fucking shit that he carries around with him. <laughs> 27 cigarettes, electronic cigarettes, and different things. And he does this thing where he walks into the bar and starts smoking all of them. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's like a challenge to the bartender or the, the stewardesses or oh, something, totally. but they're going to put the kibosh on that shit too. Any minute. I'm trying to figure it out if these things are, I still can't get an answer. I guess I should look it up, but if these things are legal on airplanes. You know, um, uh, yeah, I think if you start smoking one, they're going to come over to you and be like, what will, the right? fuck are you doing? Yeah, That's exactly what I was going to say. Somebody, yeah. uh, You're always going to find somebody that's going to give you a hard time. They're just going to assume yeah. right away that you're smoking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a gray blurry line again. Yeah, and it's, right. you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I wonder if, We'll have to ask Pat about that because he's in England now. Probably smoking and, one, right? Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if he smoked on the plane on the way there and back because I could see him getting all indignant, you know, and they'd have to duct tape him to the chair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could so, see him. Yeah. We're all adults here. Let's take our freedom back. What does that even mean? This is Steven Dorff. Take your freedom back, then smoke a fucking cigarette in the bar. Like, in what context is that to, like, the commercial? I literally watch that commercial all the time. Like, it's just not relevant to what you're trying to sell as a product. Like, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) What a dick. I liked him in the movie The Gate, though. He was a little kid in that, wasn't he? That's right. And then the other kid had a, uh, a dwarf's jean jacket. Like, he was doing a dwarf thing, like where he put his shoes on, like that kind of kid? Like, Yeah. If you haven't like seen Tim the, Conway? the Gate, you need to go out and see that immediately. It's uh, <laughs> The earth opens up and these demons are released. It's great. Fantastic. Uh, the 80s were great for horror movies. No, yeah. just The Gate. No, there was a lot of good ones <laughs> nah, back then. I don't dig the horror movies. I don't give a fuck. The Gate is great, though. The Prince of Darkness. By the way, Ryan, I, you're fired. <laughs> I just wanted to mention now that. That's the John Wilhelm show. I'm firing Ryan. And I'm out. Uh, oh, you're still here, Tommy? Get what? the fuck out. What? Let's get out of here, Ryan. Now the audience is happy. Yeah, again. I'm going to alienate everyone. Apparently, I'm, uh, you know, I'm an evil person. <laughs> Changing your last name is Stern. No one wants to hang around with me. <laughs> 
So, oh well. You, my, and, you my, and Mario could do the show together. Yeah, Mario's coming in. He said he had to, and he took. He's taking a shower. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. He's taking a shower just for the show. Right. Mario showers? Yeah, he claimed he didn't want to smell. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago, Mario said he showers about twice a week. Which, you know, if he's to be believed, that's he's probably putting it at a high number there, right? I mean, you know, I don't know how his wife takes that, but and and lets him get away with it, you know. But he does. Right. Well, she had uh, nasal polyps for a long time, and uh, when she had them operated on, she said she told him he smelled, and yeah. she didn't want him around anymore. <laughs> yeah. Now she finally figured it out. <laughs> See, this is why I should be married married to Mario's wife because I have nasal polyps too, and she doesn't want him in the bed. You hear that, Colette? She wants him on the couch, sleeping on the couch. And that's where, where I want to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I want to sleep on the couch, and my wife's always like, oh, why don't you come to bed and gets mad at me? So I get in trouble if I don't go to bed, and he gets in trouble if he goes to bed. So we're going to swap. Wife swap. Yeah, I think we're going to swap. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Mario's what? Like, he's a teacher now, you're telling me? Now. He's been a teacher for 20-something years. Yeah. I think this sure. is his uh, final year. A lot of people don't know, man. You know, Mario seems like a clown, but we say last week he's uh, he had his own radio show. He's a, a teacher. He's got a master's degree. He's a smart guy. Well, now, well, let's take a step back. Did you yeah. say he had his own radio show? Yes, on uh, Pratt Institute. He right. brought me the tapes, literal tapes. Tapes. Yeah. And uh, we were listening to it. <laughs> Have a, you ever played them on the show? Disaster. Yeah, right. we played some of them last week. Uh, a couple, Not last week. Last month, maybe, at the end of the show. I forget. Mm-hmm. He was... Somebody comes running in the studio, you know, but he, it, it, I don't know. He sounds really young. Stay for it. I always <laughs> play with sticks. <laughs> I don't know where that one came from. I always play with sticks. I always play with sticks. How, what do you want? You want? <laughs> there he is, Mario. A lot of people you will find. So he'll be coming in in a couple minutes. <laughs> and I like this Wubbles. You notice the t-shirt I'm wearing, Ryan. Yeah, I saw that one. It's it uh, three poker players and it says, in case of rapture, blind me out. Oh, I saw and the guy's one. just throwing his chips in the air, and uh, you could see you could uh, go to uh, shutupandy. dot com to purchase these twenty dollars poker t shirts. He's got another one with a cat called Nitty Kitty. That one I saw you wearing on last uh, week. Yeah. That's Facebook. right, and he's uh, he sent me both of them for free. So thanks, Mario. Uh, what would we do without you? There's Wubbles, and uh, thank you, Wubbles, for sending me these free t shirts. That's great. I'm gonna wear them. That's why I wore it today because we're gonna play poker after. Nobody's getting back to me. The poker game is like officially dead after the radio shows killed the poker game. Really. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's showing up. Why don't you sp- so separate them two different nights? I can't because I work every night. And the oh, only right. nights I have off are Thursday and Friday. And so mm. Thursday is I rehearse with my band. Right. <laughs> you have a band? Yeah. I, you know, I, we haven't rehearsed since before we uh, played in, uh, recorded in Chicago, believe it or not, even though we played like three shows since then. Mm. But it's just been like a string of one thing into another. You know, we record, we rehearsed for recording. Then we recorded. Then we, uh, you know, played a show in Chicago. Then we played another show and another show. And we didn't ever have time to rehearse. Now Pat's in England. It's kind of nice having the day off. I got to be, yeah. t- I got to be honest with you because we've been rehearsing every freaking Thursday for like ten years. Like not only with this band, but when we were at different bands and stuff. And I'm, you know, it's I love to play. And when I'm there, I'm happy. But it's nice to have the night off once in a while and sure. hang out with your family and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> right. So that's why I combine the radio show and poker in the same night, Tommy. Have you ever thought about having a, a poker game happen at the same time as a show for a little extra oh, added feedback? Yes, but <laughs> it's uh, it always turns into a huge mess, always. And mm-hmm. everyone talks at the same time, and it's very hard on the audience to but, listen to that. But would they be picked up on the mic? Like, if you know, like we're really talking close to the mic it's, right now. It's not even about that. It's We can hear them talking, and then it gets very distracting to right, us. Right, right, right. So we'll be yeah. sitting here trying to have a conversation like we're having now, and then all of a sudden we hear, you know... 
two of them in it's the background. Just, no, I could do it. I can hang louder. microphones right over the table, and that's been discussed before where we just tape the poker game. But also, you know, invariably someone will say something a little too off color, if you yeah, know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I always try to shoot that shit down. If there's any casual racism at the table, I make the person. You know, do a penance and have to leave, and I yell at them in front the of coin everyone. jar. Yeah, I sh- I've embarrassed them. Right, and I don't want that ha- going out on the air unedited. You know what I mean? Th- I don't need that shit. Which is another reason why I've been pushing the for uh, basically getting like a little uh, monkey intern, basically a little web monkey, to sit there and help you guys out and process everything. And I think maybe see things like that, racist things. Like no, 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 no not, not like that. That was meant like. <laughs> You know, like a typer monkey. All right, I should shut up. <laughs> what are you, Paula Dean? <laughs> typer monkey. You know, like a little ding. Right. I can't find it. I tried. I, to, I tried I, to beep you. <laughs> I thought I had a. We'll work on that. We'll get the pipe. Nineteen twenties car we'll horn. Get the maybe typer monkey to take care of that for us. <laughs> you have any typewriter? You, I know you have that effect in there somewhere. Ten ten winds going on. You know what I hate? Chicks. <laughs> Chicks says. We'll get, a, we'll get a hot little number to take care of that for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, for our audience just joining us, it's Ryan, uh, myself, and the great Tommy Rockstar. Mario will be joining us a little later. Of course, our guest today is Vicki Hamilton, and we have another special guest. You guys are going to love this. This is great. This guy's name, nice guy. Talked to him on Twitter yesterday. Thank you, uh, Tommy Deesky, for giving me the idea. Hmm. He's a Queens native. He is the winner, if you consider that winning, of the... Uh, Brooklyn's smallest penis contest. Oof. Winning. His name Losing. is Nicholas Gilronan, and uh, I guess that's an Irish last name. <laughs> <laughs> and he is the, he's the champion. He's the champion of the smallest penis. That is, that last name is tied directly to a small penis. <laughs> <laughs> is this a contest you guys set up, or was like an actual contest going on somewhere? Uh, no, so- no. This was a contest at, what's the name of the bar? Uh, Kings County Bar. It happened uh, a few days ago, I guess, or last week. It's not called Napoleon's? No, no. And they had a contest uh, who had Brooklyn's smallest penis. And this guy took the, the big prize away. 200 bucks. Big prize. For <laughs> so uh, he's nice enough to call in around 10 o'clock, I hope. Wow. So if you're listening, Nick, we look forward to hearing, look forward to your call. I wonder if that's even legal. Can you even like whip out your schlong in a bar? And a- well, there were three different phases. I'll let him tell it. But I mm. think that... Um, he had a he had something covering a, a box covering him uh, himself up, <laughs> and then there were uh, there was another phase which was a nightgown a negligee uh, phase like where you could t-shirt. see through, uh, wow. and then there was like a uh, another thing. Who knows? They were wearing bikinis. Or you something. gotta have a cabaret license. I <laughs> yeah, guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I don't know. How the fuck well, you, you work that yeah, out? Oh, oh, you're saying that? Yeah, I guess you can't get you take your pants I mean, off at a bar, right? Got, girls can walk around New York City topless. That's true, yeah, right? And I actually there's one woman that walks around every day in the summertime, and we've yeah? seen her a bunch of times. Yeah, walks around Times Square. Last summer we we saw her almost every other day. That's uh, my mother. So, so oh, she's going to be the guest next week. Is I didn't want I didn't want to say that on the air. <laughs> yeah, please, thank you. I try and keep it decent. Decent. <laughs> also, Ryan, I wanted to hear about this. Ryan went to go see Don Rickles this oh, yeah. week in Atlantic City. Oh, really? And I had that go. How old is he? Ninety-two. Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? <laughs> and that was at the Taj Mahal, right? Right, Taj Mahal. <laughs> And everybody's sucking same. Thank you. Everybody's sucking. He's he was he. It was a great show. It was. Uh, wow. we, we drove down there Saturday afternoon. My wife Erica and I, and uh, we we go inside and you know we sit down. We get there like within about a half an hour of the show starting. They have a big uh, nineteen piece band playing, and this guy comes out and he does all these Frank Sinatra songs. And uh, why not twenty pieces? He was the nineteenth. They had 
Uh, hmm. They had a dozen brass players. They had three piano players, or hmm. two keyboard players and a piano player, a drummer. It's three right. too many. Two all right, guitars. you don't have to list all the musicians. Let's so, go with the story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck the opening act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this guy, all all they did was Sinatra songs, and I just. It's nice as it is to see all these uh, this, uh, big band playing. It's just you start cracking the, the nude. You got free for all an LP right there. Right. <laughs> so he comes out on stage, and he is fucking old, man. I mean, <laughs> holy shit! He's ninety-two. He still has it though. He's sharp. For, was, Mr. King and Ben Bass both saying they've seen him recently and he was great. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, I've heard most of the jokes before, but they were still funny. I know it's all the. Uh, what are you, the, Japanese? Jewish? Yeah. He comes out on stage and it's hot. It was uh, like the last day of this gigantic heat wave we had in it's New York. It's inside a casino, though. It's not air conditioned? It's. I, I don't know what. Well, they, you know what, what the it fuck? is? A lot of pe- I think it was a lot of people that were just getting comped. And you baby giving, gorilla. They were giving them. <laughs> <laughs> giving Hello, them- ice cream. Are we having a nice time in there running around? <laughs> So everybody in the front row is wearing shorts, and he comes out and goes, what are you, people all in your underwear? <laughs> your underpants? Everybody's getting ready to go to the beach here. That's how you go to a show? That's how you go to a show? How you doing, buddy? What are you, Jewish? <laughs> so he does his whole act. and uh, I'm impressed that he could spot a, spot a Jewish person in the audience. Right. From out. a distance. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, I know Chinese? a Jew and I see one. <laughs> So uh, he does this show, and he's he's just uh, he could barely walk across the stage. This guy, and he wow. was uh, he was out there for like an hour and a half. Right, man, he's working. He was he really sitting or this and money. he sang songs too. He, he what did, he did two songs. You know, it's the big the big thing with Sinatra is that him and Sinatra were best friends. I guess so. Wow. Did he sing "Stronger Than the Storm"? <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Oh. That is, that's, uh, Stronger than the storm. You're right, Christie's. Uh, Using that for his campaign, I guess, right now, right? His free campaigning. So he's going to be the heaviest president in history, isn't he? Hello, ice cream. Let's have a burger and stop bothering people. (laughs) Tub a lot on a bad day. So I'd say within 10 minutes of the show being over, 25% of the audience was getting up and leaving. I could tell a lot of them just probably never heard of him and just didn't really get it. They're getting comped. Uh, A lot of old people probably, and they they get the comps. They go to the show, and they go, uh, holy shit, it's... 6 o'clock p.m. I need to be in bed by 8. I better throw some money in these slot machines <laughs> right, so I get comped for the next for the camp. John Rivers show or whatever. Yeah. Right. Right. So uh, I see the show's about to wrap up, and uh, and Erica and I say, all right, let's go. And she says, what, you want to leave? And I said, no, we're going to get backstage. I'm, I want to get a station. Now you're guy. talking. So... Uh, now you, did you take Tommy's advice from last week where you just walk in with a, a empty cardboard box? A box of like cigars or something. <laughs> I'm the merch guy. Let me throw. Yeah, the I Don brought... Rickles merch. I need that merch account. Why don't you work the merch table and stop bothering <laughs> So, uh, you know, uh, everybody, we're zigzagging through all the people that are leaving as he's getting off the stage. He's, as I'm getting closer to the stage, I could see through the curtain that like there's three people helping him down the stairs. And uh, I walk right up to the security. I'm like, I, I say to them, like, hi, how are you? I'm Ryan Collison from uh, Live from the Barrage, New York City. Nice. Live now this is starting to sound like me backstage of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, right. sneak, I want to cross-reference yeah. these stories over each other, like, laugh right. them over. Anyway. I, was, I was told I, I can get a station ID from uh, Don Rickles. Nice. Can I get through, please? And Like, nope, nobody's here. They got their arms out like they're on the crucifix. Nobody's getting through. Nobody's getting through. Uh, I was like, uh, who can I talk to? I've faced all this. You can do it. Go ahead. So uh, I said, who could I speak to? Oh, you can speak to whoever you like, sir, but you're not getting through, you know? And uh, 
fucking shit, you know? So I see who the head security guy is and I start talking to him and he's a nice guy, but he's just not going to let me um, go through. But as I'm talking to him, I could see this guy comes out. He's got uh, he's got a pinky ring. This guy's about 80 years old and he's got a, it's, he's got the Windsor knot and all yeah, that yeah, going. Yeah. And he's little manager, right? He's the pink tie. And if you've seen the movie, over, he's it's, uh, what's his name? Tony. O? So, uh, Tony and, and o, right? I hear, right. I see. I hear somebody call him Tony. And I said, Oh, that's the fucking guy right there. Yep. I know who that is. So I go say, straight for the got, Tony. Got to so know your people. I try Out of my way, Ron Wood. I try right away. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, can I, can I speak? And Erica, by the way, I just want to give her, she was great throughout all this. If, if I was the reporter, she was definitely my producer. Yeah, she was, yeah. she was she's really, she was by your side. She was backstage on, she was on, all she was on cue. We were both dressed nice and we weren't wearing short pants or anything like that. We were, Interesting. oh, can I get one of those, Tommy? Um, <laughs> short pants. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, let this guy through. He's wearing long pants. Right. You're fine. So come on in. So she, she's terrific throughout all this. Um, I, uh, as soon as I see him, I say, "Can I speak with Tony?" And they're like, "Uh, you can." Tr-. And I see Tony's letting people backstage. I'm his nephew, Ryan. Letting family backstage, no less. And uh, finally, they just literally like push us out the front door of the theater. And right. it's, and I'm thinking, oh, "Fuck, it's over." But I don't want to give up yet. So uh, we both use the restroom, and then <laughs> that's another good one, by the way. If I, I can interrupt, hi- hiding in the bathroom until everybody leaves, you know, from the show the before or after. It's another good one, but anyway. right. So, you know, so naturally, we, both, so, uh, we took a dump next to each other, and then when we came back out, the story continued. It's, it's called a couple's dump. Yeah. So, uh, you know, of course, I'm done first, you know, because I don't have to check my makeup or anything. Did you J.O. So, in the fucking bathrooms? I did, indeed. So, uh, I come out, and I check all the, the doors. There's like 10 doors in a line for the In theater. the bathroom, in the stall? In the, yeah, I see if anybody's uh, leaving the, the, any availability, so... Um, no, I come out and uh, check all the theater doors right. to see, and they're all locked. And uh, I go outside to see if I can go around the building and come to the from behind the stage. Climb down it through a window. And it, the side of the building was like a mile long. So when I come back inside to meet Erica, I see one of the uh, trombone players open the door, come out, and I just... <laughs> one of the trombone players. Yeah. How many and fucking I, trombone players does he have? And he punches him in the face, puts on his costume, and walks in like nothing happened. <laughs> Three. Just take his trombone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sir, may I borrow your bow tie, please? Hey, why don't you play me a scale, Ryan? Stop sweating. <laughs> uh, I'm a little off today. Feeling a little under the weather. So I, I sprint crusty. to the door, and I grab it, and I'm like, okay, I could get back in now. And I say to myself... Right now, I'm just going to make a, a beeline right for right for backstage. Wait, did you just put one of these things where the door is like just about to close and just you grab it? Just about to close. I didn't want to dramatize that whole, but that's exactly how. Did it the went. guy have a trombone in the case, or he was just holding? No, it? he was he was carrying it like the guy on Treme. <laughs> it makes some extra work. On the I love line. Lucy episode over here. Right. So uh, I walk right in. I walk right past all the security people that told me to leave. They looked right at me. They never said anything. I just walked in like I belonged. I went past the stage. I went through the door, went into the hallway behind the stage. I walk into the dressing room, and he's like five feet all away right, from me. All right, all right. Everybody line up, huh? All right, all right. Look, everything's going crazy. <laughs> he's si- he's this sitting is amazing, his- by the way. It's like how Izzy, this, this is, is the whole Izzy thing, like to a T, except it's Don Rickles. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I actually got his. Uh, except he's a, I got a tattoo of Don Rickles. Nice you do? Oh my God, he's got yeah, Don Rickles tattoo right here. Whoa. Somebody take a picture. We'll put it on Facebook. Mario. All right. So um, so he's sitting in an easy chair. And this is really when I saw how old he was. He looked like he was going to die. 
And, and Get out of here, you bum. His uh, three three people from his family are standing around him. He's dabbing his head with a cloth. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, to my right is where, as close as John is, is Tony O, his manager. Right. And I just look at him like, Tony. Uh, Remember me? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you, you're Tony, right? And he's like, yeah, how you doing, buddy? I'm like, hi, Ryan Carlson, live from the Barrage, New York City. I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I was wondering if I could get a uh, station ID. No from. disrespect. <laughs> so, Ryan, you're brilliant. You've totally like taken the lessons I've given you about sneaking backstage. Right, yes, I, it's uh, amazing. No, you don't need. It's the first time I job. ever heard any of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you invented the uh, the art. Um, Not at all. <laughs> so uh, he he's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, he's uh, he's really old and he's very tired after a show and he didn't eat dinner he yet. Just, he just passed away. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I said uh, during the course of listening from. Prior to, I heard that there was a meet and greet before the show, so I brought that up to him. I was like, oh, I tried to get down here from uh, for the meet and greet, and uh, my people at the station screwed me up. I blamed all these guys for <laughs> screwing people the at the station. Nice hand at the station. Yeah, <laughs> we're busy at the station over here. Right, I love it. The I told him they, the station. They, they, and I got down here too at late the for the meet and greet. You know, I told him <laughs> it would just take five seconds. He would just have to say, you know, live from the brother, and, and he said, Oh, no, I can't do that. But listen. Uh, here's the number for his publicist. Uh, you can call him. He's going to be playing in Newark in October. Uh-huh. Uh, we can we can work something out where you guys get together before the show. <laughs> playing the airport. Fly and in. Like- <laughs> Teterboro. <laughs> Fly in to Newark. So, uh, and then he gave me his number, too. So I got Tony O's number. So mm. even if it falls apart, maybe we'll get an interview with Tony O. But it looks like this nice. is going from not being able to get a station ID well, to maybe we'll get an great interview. Great job, Ryan. Days. Ryan making Hopefully, uh, to start inroads in the industry. Right. Making connections. So I think we should call him right now and basically merge him in with Vicky Hamilton. <laughs> Everybody line up. Huh? Line up. Don't be dummies. Just get in line. I don't think we should uh, interview celebrities. Gentlemen. I would just interview managers. For yeah, exactly. They got the best stories. They're handlers and their mommies. Right. For their annual inspection of this theater. Now, that's my favorite part of uh, the dirty work. This dirty work scene is the setup that apparently there's some a national office that inspects movie theaters and they're on their way in to do their annual inspection. Everybody let up. <laughs> this is like the laziest written mm. joke in history. Nope. The members of the national office, that's the best they could do. Right now, I'm going to explain to you my managing style for the benefit of, of the, the new, new guys. guys. <laughs> so there you are, Tubby. Ah, you look like a bucket of lard on a bad day. You baby gorilla. Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? <laughs> Got a call yesterday from Baskin Robbins. They said that they're down to only five flavors. You're swelling up as I talk to you. Look at you. How's this? How's it doing? <laughs> Hello, ice cream. Having a good time? <laughs> Running around? <laughs> what are you laughing at? Because I called your friend a fat pig, huh? You think that's funny? Oh, no, I was just laughing uh, earlier when you were talking to his belly. Did you get a horse and live in the mountains someplace? Don't bother anybody. Got a personality like a dead moth. Okay. The fun's over. Anybody messes this thing up for me tonight is through. Not only are you fired, your life is over. I'll see to it that you never work again and that you wind up tearing tickets off in Kuwait. That's how you should have Salam alam ala, kalam ala, and everybody's sucking sand. Nobody messes up. You understand me? Don't mess up. That's how you should have started the show. Brilliant. Brilliant. I love that. <laughs> Tearing tickets in Kuwait. 
That's all got to be improvised, right? Yeah, he's, he's just great. making that. He's just going crazy. He doesn't look that old there. He looks pretty good in the yeah. movie. Look, you know, I, what was that movie? Ten years ago? I need to know this. Was was, was Don Rickles? Were Don Rickles and Joan Rivers ever an item? Because they're so perfect for each other. <laughs> they just totally look like the couple from heaven. I'm sorry, I meant the men. Bro. Hello, Mario. Oh, Mario's Mario. there's a knock at the door. Don't let him in. What is it? What's the rap? Hey, I don't know. See, again, not speaking to a microphone. Can't work with a pair of headphones. Are you sure you had a radio show? You introduced me way too early. He shows up with a towel to go in the pool. <laughs> I thought it was a pool It's part. too cold to go swimming. Wait, there's a pool here? Oh, yeah, there's a pool. It's like all amenities. Everywhere. All right. Yes. Who is, Who is it? it? There's a knock on the door. It's 8.30. Can't be Mario. It's too early. Open the door, and what a surprise. It's Mario in front of your eyes. Now move on over and give him a mic. It's live from the barrage on Friday night. Hey, there he is. Welcome, welcome. Hello, everybody. Where where the hell is everybody, John? What are we, chop liver? I explain where everyone is. Hey, dude, quit. He was smart to do it. Oh, I can't believe we're actually talking about it live on the air. This is worse than when the Beatles broke up. This is worse than when Renzo left Kazoo and the Fat Gets. Where's Lorenzo? Upstairs somewhere? Uh, no, Lorenzo, uh, I asked him way before you. He couldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. Uh, he does want to come in eventually, but he has plans. We should, he, yeah. we should get his ass in I here. spoke to Mike. It's Let's... funny. Most people have plans on Friday nights. Go figure. Dave uh, is, uh, Mario, Dave is away, probably on uh, work-related traveling. And uh, here, uh, Pat is actually in England. He was went over there to master our uh, record. I remember that from last week, and he's at, still not back. At Abbey Road. And the funny thing is, like, you know, Pat goes, uh, what do you think of mastering the record at Abbey Road? And did I say this already? I, pr- I don't know if I said it on the air. And I said, uh, well, is it going to cost me any money? And he said, no. And I said, I'm all for it. Let's do it. Master <laughs> away. Yeah. But why is he not back? Is he being detained yeah, by I think the he's just. I think he took a week and he's just going to chill out over there. And he's r- running around getting uh, rubber bandits IDs and going to the clubs. And you know, Can we hear that one again? You still have that? I do. You want to hear it yeah. again? Yeah. Mary, have you heard this one? I I, the last thing I heard you were talking about me. I'm here to answer all questions, uh, Tommy Rockstar. Right, Hello, you're this is the Rubber Bandits, and you are listening to Live, Live from, from the, the barrage. barrage. Did we do that right? Oh, sorry, Ed. Can we have our money now, please? <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to Live from the Barrage. London the Rubber Bandits. We're a young fellas from Ireland. London's steamingest radio station. If you want it's steam... New York. <laughs> Yeah, if you want, if you want steam going into your ears, listen to life in the barrage. I found heroin on the subway in New York. He once. found heroin once. <laughs> I've lived here all my life. I never found heroin on the subway. I, Mario, did you ever do heroin? I, I have done heroin. You have? I thought <laughs> yes, you would. Why not? Why shouldn't I try everything? I don't know. I never <laughs> once, did. Once I, I, I puked and I puked in the parking lot of White Castles. I did not like. It. <laughs> <laughs> you did heroin and puked in the parking lot of White Castles. You live a charmed yes. life, my friend. Amazing. Uh, it was a long time ago. It was the seventies. It was a crazy time. But let's not talk about that. Anything I say on the air obviously can be a lie. You know that. Yeah. It's, it's all, all character It's all for doing. the entertainment value. Of Listen, course. And speaking of but, lying on the show, last week I did all those uh, ghost face reviews uh, the, right. two weeks ago that we were laughing about. Right. Not ghost face killer. Oh, no. Phony. What? Blog. And ghost face has acknowledged it, but it's, it wasn't him. So uh, I apologize to my audience for uh, misleading you. I feel terrible. God damn it. Ghostface actually Fucking acknowledged. Your- fooled again. So, it's so easy to yeah. fool me. Probably could have got away with it. <laughs> let's let's just say... Uh, what do they say? Print the legend, right? Doesn't they, matter if it's true or not. If it's yeah. interesting, that's what the truth is going to be. No, it matters out. if it's true. I don't want to lie to my audience ever. I want the truth. Let me tell you something about this show. The truth should be number one. Right. Number fucking one. You can't handle the truth. Truth. 
I want honesty. I'm going to hang a, hang a big fucking sign on the wall that says zero shtick zone. I don't want shtick. I don't want lies. I want honesty. That's what the audience that wants to hear. That was the name of my show. They the don't want to hear bullshit. The truth was the name of my show. The truth and nothing but the truth. And you know, I brought some tapes. You like brought tapes? You tapes got, you got your tapes, tapes. player? No, Harrison took it back. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no. That is completely unrelated to, to, the, to what's going on. He, he took it back a couple weeks ago because he wanted to listen to tapes. I want to say, <laughs> you know, Dave is missed. I think Dave's not here because two weeks ago he promised he was going to bring me Boner Time CD, and now he's just avoiding me. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Come back and bring me the CD. I, I, I love that band. Dave is, uh, he's traveling. He's not, he has well, nothing to do with you that he's not here. All right. And, well, I, just, I just think he's lying. About I just realized I'm an idiot. This is my second time in the show in as third. many weeks. Well, third, but in, twice in a row. And I've got three 12-inch vinyl Crocus tapes in my freaking living room that I've been meaning to come over here and bring to you, and I just keep forgetting well, it's them. Well, it's okay because my record player is on the fritz. I need a new one. I can't afford it right now. No mm. tape player. I put out no a thing on Facebook player. asking for recommendations for a record player, yeah, so and I got a bunch of them. And uh, you know, Nick Vivid was like, "Oh, get this one," and they're like, "Fucking, they're expensive, you, man. I can't afford that." You know who Nick Vivid is? Yes, of course. Mm, that's cool. It's cool. I dude. know. I, the only reason I'm friends with him is because we had Endangered Feces on, and uh, he recorded the Feces last yeah, album. Yeah, so. he, he works. At Sun, he used for a while with Sound of the Trash Bar, but he's a great like recorder. He's got a. Um, He's got a guitar setup thing going on that he's always plugging on Facebook. I forget the. Well, name he runs a shop it, down yeah. in like Ludlow Street or whatever. Like he'll fix amps and guitars, so he's he's pretty yeah, reliable. Go look him up I and get, get your you. equipment fixed. I could get you one of those record players. Remember they used to have at school like a big box and you open it up. Yeah, I ha yeah, but like the uh, my mom had in the fifties. Yeah, I got a couple of them. They have an auxiliary out. Yeah, come on, uh, everybody from from the listening radio audience. Let's get a free record player for Hulahan. Let's just yeah. mail that over. Okay? I have <laughs> like four of them, but they're all broken. Let's get a working one, audience. I have like nice old ones that my dad left here, and I just couldn't get them working. They're belt drives, and some right. like the belt broke, and I you know, tried to get a new belt, and it didn't work the right way. This fucking record player that I got, hairdo was nice enough to give me this. This was a Gemini turntable, and it worked, but uh, for some reason it wouldn't work. Like one side, maybe someone can explain this to me, because no one has been able to explain it to me yet. You put a, a 45 on, or a 7-inch. One side works perfectly, and the other side is all fucked up. Hmm. Now, this is multiple different records, multiple tests, and only one side of uh, random seven inches would play slow or out of, two, uh, out of, uh, you know, out of speed. It's, it's weird, and no one can answer it. Check the chat oh, box. Let's be, see what, what we're getting on that. Could be a, um... No, it wasn't slipping on the mat, you idiots. Yes, it was slipping on the mat, but how come the other side doesn't slip on the mat? Maybe it only plays A-sides. Maybe it only plays the hits. Damn it, chat box. <laughs> anyway, Dave, uh, Dave, you are missed, and Dave is not quit. Dave is on hiatus. I just spoke to him a little while ago. He's on hiatus. No, he's not. You talk to Dave often. Yes. Is he not coming in next week? Or should I say he is talks he to you? Is he not coming in, or is he is coming he in? He is coming in, shouldn't he? Is he? I'm asking you. Apparently, I, you talk where's to Dave. Is he? I say it's a hiatus. I don't know how long it's going to last, but you know, you two are like. Like married, I saw your yearbook pictures. You're like joined at the waist. I, yeah, can't I know, see but this. you don't understand the, the the inner workings of the show. You are not here for it. I'm You're not. not even here for the beginning of the show. You're I'm not. You're taking a shower. Eight thirty. What am I going to do for an hour and a half? This is crazy. What am I doing here so early? <laughs> the man has his reasons for leaving the show. Why don't you just respect it and call it a day? But there's no bad Let's feelings never. between me and Hairdo. Let's never close any doors. <laughs> do you hear that, Mike? You hear that, Hairdo? There's no doors are closed. Oh, now Showtime. you're in charge of the show? I didn't realize that. I just, We've, I'm just saying. There have been meetings you weren't involved in. 
<laughs> I know. And at those meetings, it was barely uh, acknowledged that I should be allowed to keep coming. Thank you very much. Hairdo's eating a ham and cheese right now. Somewhere he's sitting down eating a ham and cheese. I can all tell right, you. Enough, you know. I brought gifts for everybody. Sit here and dwell on this all day. I brought gifts for everybody. Beer. I don't want to sit here and talk about the guy what, if he's what, not here to talk about it himself. So. What, and what I'm gifts? sure he doesn't want the attention either. So, Mario, what gifts did you bring us? What gifts did you get for us? Tommy, I forgot to bring you a gift. No, that's fine. I just want to see what you brought for the other people. All right, John, for you, you get the contents of this jar. What are, what's go. going on now? Give the jar to your wife, and you take the contents of that jar. What is that? And, and to... What the fuck is wrong with you, to man? our winner from last week's game, I, pre- I present... Ryan, for your amazing IQ ability, you get the All-Star City Note. What the? I'm gonna put this on eBay right now. I was wondering why <laughs> Do you did not sell it. I'm sorry. I was wondering why you didn't bring the prize when the game happened. Because I forgot that didn't occur to you. <laughs> I, I I decided to make a prize during the game. Oh okay. <laughs> you had everything planned out except for the prize. Well, that very nice. Is, Ryan's got his cool. gnome. and uh, we're gonna. It's eight thirty-seven. Uh, 78 degrees. We're going to take a break here on Live from the Broad. Here in New York uh, City. We do the temperature now? That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I just made it up. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be back after these words, and uh, then we will have more things to do. And we'll have Vicki Hamilton and the winner of Brooklyn's Smallest Penis Contest, Nick G. <laughs> his name is as small as his penis. I don't know what's going on. All right, we'll be back. This is Ray Romano, and you're listening to Live from the Barrage. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go hang myself because my wife, Deborah, won't have sex with me. I think I'm going to eat a box of Flutie Flakes first. I'm kind of hungry right now. I can't tell my twin boys apart, but they both hate me. I give one of them a black eye. That's how I tell them apart. Anyway... Enjoy the rest of the show. I should be dead by then. Alright, let's get some whores. Okay, we'll stop and get some coke. I'm so high right now. Let me go pull the Buick around front.
right, that's it. It's pronounced Rasmussen, not Rasmussen. 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 It's pronounced Rasmussen. stuff's been said I've got it running round in my head See we've made it this far against all odds And now we're trying to tear ourselves apart Do you believe I love you too damn much To see us throw it all away I know that won't buy us a house But baby, maybe someday Do you believe in us And that will make the changes for better Process. That was extreme? With uh, a lot's been said. That was a 
music submission given to me on Twitter. Thank you, Evening Process. Very good. Uh, before that, King Horse Lay Down and Die, the uh, MP3 tape sent to me by Woody. Uh, let's not, you know, have him trick you into believing he doesn't know what an MP3 tape is because he emailed it to me. <coughs> and before that, of course, Feeling Gravity's Pull, Kazoo's Band. And that's good stuff, man. Pull like this. It. Pull this. <laughs> and we're back live from the brush. Yeah, oh, I almost spilled my beer with my, oh, boy. Don't do it. my cord. Nope. Oh, right for the console. Computers and electronics do not mix. Yeah, so in a, in a few minutes, maybe uh, 9 o'clock, hopefully we'll have Vicki Hamilton calling in. She's and the best. And we can ask her a bunch of questions. Mario, Mario goes, who is this guy? And so he's done his research, obviously. Victor Hamilton. <laughs> Victor Hamilton. He's got the world's smallest penis? Speak into that microphone, please. He's got the world's smallest penis? No, no. Mario's this is a different guest, guess. Mario. I like that song that you just played. It sounded like Lou Reed a little bit. Yeah, speaking of Hamilton. We <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that. I was mellowed out. Now I'm too mellow for the show. How <laughs> much would it cost to hire a band? I think I got, I got ripped off by Straight to Hell, the Clash uh, tribute band. I paid him $400. Is what? that too much, John? That's a lot. Uh, I will always say that it's not enough because I support bands and, uh, you know, I'm a u- union man. Double that. I-, I figure there's four of them. At least they should get a C note each, right? Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Night's work. You got to load in Plus your shit, ate, load it out. They ate like Gavones. The, the drummer actually lives a few blocks from here. <laughs> they ate like Gavones? That's oh! Not- oh hey. There was lamb. There was sliders. There was shrimp. Hey, like Brajol. Putting some in their pocket. You I know, can give you a, a Dominic the Christmas starving, donkey tribute. The starving artists, you know, putting shrimp in their pocket. Ooh, between. that's a nice fiadel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the the drummer lives a few blocks from here, and uh, I said that maybe one day that they can call in because, you know, that you guys always laugh at me for listening to a Clash tribute band. That's nice with the more The only tribute band that matters. Right. Well, well you, most, most Clash tapes are bad enough. We don't need to hear it again. Oh, come on now. <laughs> um, well, it's kind of funny because... It's I'm in a tribute band called a Tragedy, which is like an all metal homoerotic Bee Gees tribute. <laughs> right, it's on the glam. Good tip. life choice. But I play the part of a transvestite background dancer. Naturally, I'll I'd- give you four hundred dollars just for that. <laughs> I'll take tribute bands for four hundred, Alex. No, but uh, so the w- reason I bring it up is because they put well, they we put out albums, and so I always thought that was crazy for a tribute band to put out you know their rendition of albums and. And who actually listens to that? But you'll be surprised. Well, we get a lot to, of downloads on it. They iTunes. have to get the uh, music rights, right? Obviously. Yeah, there's certain like mechanical this, publishing that. Yeah. <laughs> mechanical this, publishing <laughs> this. You showed me a great video last night of that uh, Metallica tribute band. Wow. Wait, oh, Miss Metallica? No, the en- Enter Sandman. Like, just, you know, we were watching horrible covers last night, me and Ryan. Mm. I was we got a little too cooked up in here. You guys we got a little cooked out. We get together for a writer's meeting, and then all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. it turns out, ah! Yeah. Just like SNL. Let's record way. a Vine. Let's, you know what? Let me do a Ray Romano bit. Saturday Let's watch YouTube videos. In, oh, hey, I didn't see you there. <laughs> Deborah Romano. I went to grade school with her. I I'm afraid. I, I kind of wanted great. to, I, I, speaking of legal uh, reasons, I kind of wanted to prank call this uh, Jersey Joe's Pizza Place in San Francisco. And we're not? Well, I'm afraid that Vicki Hamilton's going to try to call in in the middle of my prank call. I haven't planned the show that well, so uh, maybe we'll wait till after. I got a great idea. Why don't we call on my phone, and then that way she calls in, we'll just hang up on these fuckers. Nah, this way we could all talk. And, uh, yeah, but this true. guy was caught jerking off on the, uh, on the video service surveillance camera in what? the back room and he claims it's not him so i wanted to call and ask him all sorts of questions maybe we'll do that later this is the guy. i'm not sure if that's legal. like all right 
here are the FCC regulations, right? You have to add, you have to tell somebody they're on the air. Hmm. So how do you get away with that? You got to call them back and say, "Can I put this on the air?" And of course, the guy's going to no, go, "No, you, you fucking way." You get slick about it. You say you're an air con- air conditioning repair company <laughs> that you're on the air conditioning repair. Right. You can look that up on the Huffington Tommy Post. Tommy knows. You can all see this white-haired guy just whacking his wiener on the video. This Tommy, is a, you're this the guy that's going to handle all the food, I guess. Tommy's yeah, of course. He's the guy throwing the dough in the air. He immediately goes to handling the food. But that's how the Italians operate, right, Mario? I was in the food service industry for many oh, years. You were not. You never washed your hands. How could you be in the food my service industry? I lost my appetite. I restaurant for 30 years. Did he wash his hands? You don't wash your hands. That's the, that's what gives it the zest. The uh, <laughs> it's a sin. Oh, I'm going to throw oh, up. Oh, Maron, it's a sin. You know, uh, people like oh, don't complain. They'll spit in it. They spit in it before you complain. Well, they spit on their hands and then they uh, they handle the dough. Tommy, hey, why not? Tommy's gonna get us credentials. The tomatoes they yes, come from the dirt. Yeah, yeah, the oregano bra- it comes from the dirt. Right. So my hands aren't in the dirt. It's extra brazil. Yeah, we gotta work on dirt. The- dirt's the least of your problems. Mario goes in the bathroom. He doesn't wash his hands when he comes out. He showers once a week and then he picks up a handful of cheese, puts it on his uh, taco, and what puts kind the of rest cheese? of the cheese he doesn't want back in the bowl. Right. You guys make me sick. That's why I, I see you always play. race to make sure I get my food And then I watch you play beer pong. The, the grossest game in the world. You, I watch you play beer pong. I know. You You're worry right. about Yeah, germs. that is gross. No, right. I, but don't I change know. the subject, Mario. I am going to call I this show. I have Let's a do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. When I was 18, I used to work at a pizzeria in, in Wilson Park called Frantoni's. And uh, my favorite place to hang out in the hot summers was the walk-in box. So basically, oh yeah, I used you know, to do that you know in key food, yeah, yeah, because I worked in the yeah. dairy department. Right. I would go downstairs and stay in the freezer for ten minutes right. and cool off. It was awesome. Dome and right. yeah, right. But the problem is, is there are all sorts of like good, tasty, raw kind of semi-uncooked food down there, like uh, breaded eggplant that's been fried but then capped, or like oh, you know, cheese that's been like oh, it's shredded nice with the mozzarella. Ooh. Yeah. Maron. So I would just hide there when I should be like, you know, folding boxes and the old man running around, folded the boxes. And I would just hide in the walk-in and then, you know. <laughs> folded the boxes. He'd, he'd be like, how come folded you? Folded the boxes, smacking a tush. He'd always say to me, why are you? This guy was like 88, like barely staying, still alive. Like, why are you, why are you yakety yakka so much? Are you talking so much? Are you always say yakety yak? Stay forty. Tommy has a gift to gab. And when I can imagine when you were uh, like delivering oh, these he pizzas, hated me. you would talk to all the customers for half an yeah. hour and you would be like, hey, where were you? Yeah. What the hell? What do you and the other employees too, and he, the guy would be like, "Shut up!" But with the yakety yaka, make it a boxes, and he throw like a, like a like a fifty pound thing of like corrugated pizza boxes and make punish me to make me like sit there. I meant there. to ask you about that. You must have pretty good, some pretty good pizza stories. You ever oh, get laid delivering a pizza great. to somebody's house? There's some good ones. No, I never got laid, but I got like weird. Like, hey, wait, you just shook your head yes and said no. Well, you know, I got. <laughs> we're on the radio. <laughs> No, like uh, I'll give you some PG ones. Like one time I was uh, what? Well, all right, all right. PG thirteen. Oh, okay, guys. All right, NC seventeen. We right. went to triple X. <laughs> we <laughs> don't worry, my kid, my kids aren't listening. Go we uh, well, first of all, did any of you guys ever deliver food at all? I did. I oh, did. yes, I delivered I did, tacos right. for the four amigos. Tacos. See, on that's Mel a real Boulevard. thing. That's a place. Yeah, and you uh, had a big red Cadillac. Or I had something. a big red Cadillac Coupe de Ville that was falling apart, and wow. I tied a sombrero to the front because I thought it'd be funny. And I <laughs> used to st- Patrick I used to Dempsey steal Coronas and put them onto my seat, <laughs> and uh, that's where I delivered tacos to the band Danger Danger, Woody's favorite band. Go ahead. What? Bro. Wait, so, Danger Danger's from New York? Well, they used to live in Flushing. I don't know where they're from. Actually, I took piano lessons from Casey Smith. Wow. Hey, yeah. side note, whatever happened to White Trash? You guys remember that band? Yeah, they were on. Uh, they were they were big for a while. They're from MTV. around here, and uh, they had that terrible song, uh, Apple Pie Apple or Cherry Pie, pie yeah. or right. And then they, my, 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 to taste it to die. Yeah. It was a typical like story yeah. where they uh, they got paid by the record company, up. but they didn't know they were supposed to use it for their next right, record. Right, the guy right, Ethan right. who uh, lives so around Mark here, Anthony stole the nice money. guy, good guitar player, but uh, the band, you know, whatever. Yeah. 
I don't know what happened to him. Mark Anthony was their manager, right? Other band. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I have a good, uh, I have a good delivery story. Okay. Wait, I want to. All right, well, go ahead. Go ahead. You start. Go ahead. Well, basically, one time I, I got a call from a, from a, from a lady who wanted a, a pizza pie and a can of Coke, and I answered the door, and she was wearing nothing but her bra and panties, and she's kind of like doing the uh, fuck with the cute delivery oh, guy. Damn. So right as I saw that, I I had the the can of Pepsi in my hand or whatever, and I, the minute I saw that, I'm like, I want to see more of this. So I just put the, the Pepsi in my pocket and was like, oh. I must have forgot your soda. I'll have to come back, you know. So I'd start with that, you know, and just, just spend more time scoping her. But then I'd get like, what a creep! Yeah, but then uh, then at the table, how old are you? Eighteen, yeah, seventeen? Yeah, yeah. Then the tables turned and it got creepier. Like uh, I once delivered a pizza pie to like this mid forties couple in like Mineola, and they were like, "Oh, we're here in the back, you know, come around the back." And they're like sitting there, uh-oh, like, "Oh, oh, here we go." Yeah, smoking joints and yep. shit, and they're like, hey, "Here, loosen up, man." Yeah, exactly. And they were like, "What are you, you know?" Why don't you just put the pizza down and come hang out with us, you know? <laughs> and I did for like a minute. Put the and, pizza uh, down and let the little boy go. And then I started to realize what was up. And I'm like, look, I got, I got to go, lady. But, you know. You should be in like those pornos, like big sausage pizza, where these these people have this brilliant idea. They go, hey, you know uh, you know what people like? They like pizza and they like sex. What we'll do is we'll put a hole in the middle of the pizza and put the dude's <laughs> wiener Where have I seen this before? Somebody order yeah. a pizza with pepperoni. Yeah. And then the girl's like, wow, that's- Sausage, that's, that's, not pepperoni. Yeah. Thanks for the attempted rape. But Let me- uh, I'm, I'm into it. There would be like non-sexual stories too that were kind of fun. Like uh, I, I once made a- uh, like a, we, First of all, we had a pizza truck. I'm repeating myself on this show. God damn it. That's how it goes. We had a pizza truck that we didn't just deliver in your car. They, uh, this place would give it, like, issue you a truck, but they were like, they'd pay you less if you used it. It was kind of a fucking uh, yeah, scam. Yeah, to Four Amigos totally made me use my own car and pay for my own gas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. How every, fucked up is every that? place I ever worked for it made me pay for your that. own gas? Yeah, it's fine. They pay yeah. like $3 no, an they hour. Give, they, give you, they give you some money for gas, but it's really. What? But, John, even still, this was the mid 90s. This. But this was the mid 90s. Yeah. You didn't really care about money for gas. Back deliver then. this. But John, I gotta say, even still though, I, I get paid like three bucks an hour and like wreck my car, their car, or whatever. But I still would make a ton of money. It was a good job delivering for yeah, tips in Long it was, Island. Is it pretty really nice. was. Yeah, yeah. I, guess. I did it. I uh, freedom too. You do whatever you want. I did it when I was in college. In Florida. What happened to and the was, lady in her bra and panties? Hold on, listen. Oh, no, I just. Oh no, he got to the. That's. I just that. kept going back no, and so, fucking with nothing. She, right. she just wanted to tease me. Had to, uh, was she a good tipper? Yeah, yeah, she had great tips. <laughs> I went. I made a delivery one afternoon to a uh, house in Florida. I went to college down there, mm. and uh, I I uh, show up at the door, and I always left my engine running whenever I pull it. And a man and a woman answered the door, and I could tell that they just got finished doing something. They just fin- got mm. finished doing it. You know, she was wearing like a, a, a robe, and he had no shirt on, and everything like <laughs> that. So they pay for the food. And um, wait, when did they order? Like in the middle of climax? Like how do you? I time guess after that? they were, yeah. I don't know, maybe yeah. beforehand they knew they were going to be hungry. So uh, as I'm walking back to the car, <laughs> you've got 30 minutes. I gonna need the, some energy. I see the car door closing, and what? I was like, oh shit! And I went and and I locked my keys in the car, and I had to go back. And this is before cell phones or anything. John, can you get me one? This is before cell phones or anything like that. Right. So uh, I had to knock on the door again. I, I was so embarrassed to do this. And uh, I almost wanted to go to one of the neighbor's houses instead. And uh, they let me in the house to make a phone call so I could call my roommate to get the other set of keys. And I could see, like, there's a picture of the guy with another woman. He was having an affair. I ended up uh, (laughs) walking into the middle of this. Hello, Vicky. uh, Is that you? That would be me. Hi. How are you? you? You're on the air. Hi, Vicky. Nice to talk to you. How's everything going? It's going well. I hope I have... Pretty good reception. I'm at a house on top of a hill, and you, you it kind of fades in and out. So oh. I hope we're good. You sound great to me. Can you hear me? Okay. 
I can hear you okay, yes. Very good. We're happy to welcome Vicki Hamilton, of course, uh, legendary uh, manager of uh, Guns N' Roses, the first manager, right? Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Among many others, but um, yeah, a lot of bands you managed back then, right? The the Poisons, the Guns N' Roses, Striper, Striper, Striper. I wanted to ask you about that. Striper, I hardly know her. That's kind of crazy because on the Wikipedia, well, I didn't manage Striper, but I was a management consultant to both Striper and Motley Crue. Actually, Motley Crue first. Oh, but, um, okay. So you were there. Were you the manager of Motley Crue during the early early years, like right in the at the beginning, too fast for love? Yeah, right before the Leather Record came out. I was a management consultant under um, Alan Kaufman, their first manager. Did you? I saw on the Wikipedia page that this like struck me as interesting that you uh, you and Striper parted ways over spiritual differences. (laughs) 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 We we know where they stand. Where where were you on? (laughs) Atheist. Well. You know, I actually knew them when they were Rock's regime, and you know, when I first came to town, I was a cocktail waitress at Gazzari's, and they were Rock's regime then. And I didn't really know that they were a Christian band until they started like heaving Bibles at the crowd. So, <laughs> right, um, always the first sign. You know, it wasn't really my thing. But you know, they're they're good guys, and I don't have anything against them. And um, was you it, know, God bless. Was it I all? Guess, was it all? I would say. <laughs> right. Was it was it all an act, or uh, were they really into it? Yeah, good question. Um, no, I think they definitely are um, Christian loving guys. So they okay. were like praying the gay away backstage before they hit the stage. Like they were kind of like really like huddling for pray for prayers and whatnot. Um, yeah, you know, they had this investor who bought them a limo and they like detailed it black and yellow and they would do like little prayer, prayer circles in the back of their limousine, you know, before they would go in for the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that means they, why don't they just practice? (laughs) (laughs) You mean rehearse? (laughs) So they never did it. They wouldn't drink or do any drugs or anything like that. Or did that still go? Well, on? I think during their rocks regime years, some things went on, but you know, I wasn't really privy to that. But you, <laughs> you know, know they were never like major hardcore partiers, as far as I know. Right? You know, you know if there's, you have four guys in the band, like there's going to be one guy who's like, screw this, you know, he's yeah. not so into it. Whatever. But you mentioned Gazars when you when you played there. Was that the in the pay to play days where bands would have to pay him? You know, if you watch a you know, um, decline of Western no, civilization. No, but it was back in the time period when Bill Gazzari was running those commercial of, you know, only the foxiest guys get on my stage. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and he had the wet t-shirt contest and all that stuff. You we, know? Got, we got to dig up those, those on YouTube somewhere. That sounds really funny. Yeah. Hey, well, it was really funny when I was cocktailing Ben. It was like I liked Rock's regime so much that I had invited David Lee Roth and Noel Monk to come see them, and I put them on the guest list. And Bill Gazzari had me out in the parking lot, and he's like, you're dangerous. You think you can run my club? I mean, you know, all because I put them on the guest list. Right. Well, this is crazy. His, this is his business plan. Don't let David Lee Roth in. Make him pay 10 bucks. Like, what, <laughs> what? is that? Yeah, right? Like, there wasn't, like, a line of groupies following him into the club, you, right? You want a guy like that in there. That, you know, yeah. that attracts the uh, people. It makes your place seem hot. Vicky, where are you calling from? You're from, calling from L.A. and Hollywood, or, or where are you at? Um, well, I'm actually at the top of Franklin Hill. Um, 
I am house sitting for a friend, and she was actually doing me a favor because I am actually going to move out of my place in Hollywood because I just found out it has three kinds of mold in it, uh, and I've been kind of sick for like a year. Just so like the barrage. Finally, crisis solved, but you know, yeah. now I got to go find a new place to live. So. Uh, that's <laughs> nice. Was it? Would you rather live in the apartment that all the members of Guns N' Roses were living in, or <laughs> in the mold-infested apartment? No diff. Wow, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> we only ask the tough questions here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Neither one of those sounds too appealing to me. So, uh, on a personal note, I want to ask you if you knew Doug Thaler. Uh, I call him my Uncle Dougie. Oh, I love okay. Dougie the most. Who's you know, that? Who's it's that, like he like sort of mentored me back in the day and. Really? I don't know. I think we had sort of a special relationship. Oh, okay. I I, I could read between the lines. <laughs> no, 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 we I'm didn't have kidding, sex, but you know, it was like he was like you know just really cool to me. And uh, the uh, when we every used... time I go to New York, I try and have lunch with him as well. Right. So my uh, my wife's uncle used to have a uh, well, he still has it. He has a, a cabin in a place called Woodledge Village in Pennsylvania, and I guess Doug used to have like a. a cabin up there too and the the guys from motley crew would always be tearing around the uh the uh you never told me this on four wheelers and stuff oh yeah yeah that's a, like oh that's doug you know and that's how i knew him that's why i was just interested my wife told me to ask you if you knew him mm. <laughs> awesome. uh, yeah i of, haven't spoken to him in a while but if you talk to him tell him i said hi and uh, i send much love he, all right I you will. know well we have doug he's just right an here. amazing guy <laughs> uh since we we're talking about it and uh you know did you ever have a, a sex with any of these guys from the bands, Guns N' Roses? Um, none Cure, of the famous ones, no. No? Wow. Just, just the roadies. <laughs> show some Thankfully. Is it, is um, it, what's that? Is it hard to, you know, you're around these guys every day, and I don't think any of them are wearing shirts. I would imagine it would be tough to not. And they're about, you know, they're famous rock stars. I, If I was a woman, I'd be banging them. If I, I was a man, I'd be banging them. Yeah. They all look like chicks. Well, you know, the choice is you can either be a career woman in the record industry or you can sleep with the band. Yeah, but I decided right, yeah. to be a career woman. Smart, you know? smart. That's right. Good choice. Good choice. I have to ask, you know. So let me ask you on a, on a serious note, um, something I read. Are you actually the one that's responsible for introducing Axel to Slash? Well, I thought that I was, but Flash says that he met Axel before then and had actually jammed with him, but I introduced him to him at the music machine when it was Hollywood Rose, and they shook hands, right. and he said, nice to meet you, and it was kind of like one of those slow mo moments, but, right. you know, Flash is like such a kidder, he, uh, you know, was probably just like saying, oh yeah, like, you know, he had never met him before. But I definitely like rehooked them up, you know. Right. Is there a Guns N' Roses without a Vicky Hamilton? Oh, you know, if they lived, I mean, you know, <laughs> I think I, I think I helped them live through it. Vicky, you know, Vicky, tell us how basically you got involved with all these guys in the first place in a short synopsis. Like, you know, how did you enter on the scene, and 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 you know, how did you get involved with all these guys, and pretty much get to like a. You, this critical Are we point. talking about yeah. Guns N' Roses? Well, let's just start. Yeah, start with them, or you know, okay. basically your place in the scene. Okay, yeah. So Guns N' Roses. Um, I was a booking agent at a place called Silver Lining Entertainment, and Axel called me up and said, uh, "You know, we want you to like book our band, and you come highly rec recommended." And I said, "Well, you know, send me a demo." And he was like, "Well, 
I want to come play you a demo. And I'm like, well, you know, you can't really because there's no stereo here. And he's Tapes. like, that's okay. I'll come in with a ghetto blaster and play it for you. And I, I just <laughs> laughed. I was like, okay, come on in. So like three hours later, he and Izzy show up, you know, with some pictures and a demo that, you know, were several of the songs that were on Appetite, and it just sounded amazing. So, you know, I booked them sight unseen. And at the same time, I was booking a band called Black Sheep. That was Willie B- Bass's band, and um, Slash was in that band. But I had known Slash for a while longer than that. I even auditioned him for Poison. Um, yeah, he right. got and the gig for about 10 minutes. Now, who was in charge of who, who's in <laughs> charge of saying, like, you don't get the job? The band members themselves are like, we don't like this Well, guy. actually, Brett said, you have the job. And Slash said, you know, I'm not going to say, hi, my name's Slash, and I'm not going to wear all the makeup. Right. It was actually, I'm not going to wear all the effing makeup. Yeah, yeah. I've always heard you, know, you could curse the on this show. The next day entered C.C. DeVille, right? Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've always heard that like Poison thought that he was too like scruffy and gruffy, and they kind of were like, nah, we don't want him. I didn't. Was it like a mutual, like, nah, this isn't going to work kind of thing? I uh, know. They actually offered it to Flash, and wow. when Flash said that, then it was just like it was over. You know? Right, right. I can't they didn't want him anymore. I can't see Slash like, playing the riff to talk dirty to me. You like, know what? He didn't right. want that gig. Yeah. He basically yeah. did it you know, to appease me and Mark Tanner because we thought he should do right. it, you right. know? We're all grateful that that history played out like that, anyway. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everything would Poison have been, would have become a much different band, although you know, Slash probably would have lasted ten minutes of that. I don't chaos think he would theory. Have taken this radio show wouldn't Brett exist. No. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be standing <laughs> here. Speaking of Brett Michaels, uh, what's going on underneath that bandana? Did you ever see what's going on under there? <laughs> you know, I'll just say this: he didn't have a lot of hair when I managed him, and I was like eighty-five, so right, yeah. I can't imagine there's a lot going on in there. Unless he's had some kind of like hair transplant. What, was he wearing a wig back then? I guess they all um, look no, with the hat drag. Then like very thin, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> nice. I mean, come on, that's like you know, twenty five years later. Nice really? guy, Brett, n- nice guy, Brett Michaels. You like him still? Uh. <laughs> Not my favorite, gotta yes. say. Well, actually, that leads me to my next question. Of, of, of these bands, of Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, Poison, which which were like the, the, the coolest to chill with, to work with, the most fluid? You know, who'd you well, like the most? My, my question was, who's the biggest jerk? So go ahead. Or, or the other way, you could look at it like that. <laughs> Let's not euphemize this. Go at it. What's, who's All right, well, answers? my favorite, on a list one to ten. favorite would be Slash right. with Steven Adler running like a close second. Yeah, he's great, he's great. And um, out of people I respect on a business level and liked working with, would be Nikki Six because yeah. he's sort of a genius. Yeah, seems like a smart business-minded um, guy. The hardest people to work with, Brett Michaels would get the number one wow. on that. Wow. And Axel would probably yeah, be a close second. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, difference no is that Brett would lie to you to your face and Axel always told the truth, which to me is preferred. Well, like but, a, skewed, you know. <laughs> a skewed kind of truth. Oh, that's sometimes that's, worse. No, you tell the truth, you might not want to hear it, but he'll, he'll tell you the truth. I don't like the... Yeah, the it's like, he, he didn't like hold stuff back, but Brett would like, you know, was very devious. Yeah, and, you know, I don't want to deal with that kind of crap. Life's right. too short. So, Vicky, I don't know if you know this, but uh, my name is Tommy Rockstar. I'm not usually a, uh, a host on here, but I'm stepping in for some guys who aren't around. And uh, the reason why they brought me in was because basically I'm considered one of the world's most preeminent Guns N' Roses fans. <laughs> oh, okay. He's telling the truth, actually. That and is the truth. And, there's a uh, documentary going on about him right now. Well, ba- basically, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a such a crazed fan that about five years ago, I, I, I rented to Duff McKagan at NAMM, you know, out there in Anaheim. And uh, uh-huh. I decided to get his autograph tattooed on my left arm. And then later that night, I ran into Stephen 
Adler at the Key Club and got his autograph tattooed on my left arm and then ended up spending like the whole night with him at Cantor's and then decided to come home and go on a quest to find all five original members of the Appetite Era Guns N' Roses lineup, which is the only lineup that counts, and get them all, all their autographs tattooed on my arm. And I spent the last four years on this quest. And just in November, after like thousands of dollars and miles and miles traveled, I finally completed my quest. A lot of bad life choices going on. A lot, a lot. <laughs> And, uh, wow. And, uh, That's I, a real dedication. Total dedication. Yeah, I just want to say, it. I don't have one tattoo. Can you believe that? Really? Nice. Me neither. Nice. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> so during during this whole process, and there's some great stories we won't get in. We've talked about them before, but... Uh, yes, I, we have. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, uh, uh, I got approached by a film uh, production company who made a couple of cool documentaries, like the Wavy Gravy documentary, the Dixie Chicks documentary. And they said, hey, man, that's a crazy story. How would you feel if we made a documentary about you? So we are in the process of editing this final movie. It's called Where's Izzy? One Fan's Quest for Rock's Most Reclusive Guitarist. What a plugger. Oh, my God. I saw something about that on Facebook or something. That's it. So So Izzy's like back in L.A., right? Or that's what I Heard. Without I giving it away, him, without, without giving it away, he's in Ojai, California, thirteen thirteen. <laughs> okay, well, he's he actually did go to here right now for Tommy. a while, but I heard he's back. Right. Well, come well, on out, Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why it's called Where's Izzy is because he, of all the people as you can imagine, was the hardest to nail down. And so, I'm sure. yeah, I, it just thousands of dollars in false leads. And I've even talked to guys from LA Guns and uh, just Where's Izzy, and they'd be like, "Bro, that guy's one of my best friends," and even I don't know where he is. So um, I just was wondering, like, what your relationship was with him, and you know, basically, it sounds like you're you're closer to Slash, closest to Slash than all of them. Are you done with your plugs? <laughs> if you had 24 um, hours to find Izzy, would you, know, you be able to do it? Uh, I, I'm very fond of Izzy too. I mean, he was just like a quiet guy, but he was an amazing songwriter and a guitar player. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. I haven't spoken to him hardly at all over the last. 20 years. Yeah, so you'd be no good to me. Maybe two times. I mean, he just isn't, you know, he, he's not a social butterfly right. by any stretch. Well, you've worked closely. With- I actually really like the Juju Hounds, and I wish he had yeah, me you too. Know, continued with that. I said that last week. I thought that band was really good. They, he's great. They, uh, you know, I said last week that I thought they sound like a solo Keith Richards or something. You know, I like that band. Right. That was a good tape. What was the name of that tape? What they had, they had a few. Uh, I don't know. There was a puppets on the front, and it was like a desert scene, and yeah, it was like, like marionettes. Real, I don't yeah, know. That's the only one. Vicky, were you, were you at with Guns when they play? They opened up for the Rolling Stones uh, at the uh, was the LA Forum in nineteen eighty. No, I was already out of it at that point. I was an A and R person at Geffen uh, Records. How'd you? How'd you? Know, you Tom Dutat decided that they needed major management. Right. <laughs> but were you? But if you were at Geffen, were you still kind of involved with them because they were on? They were on Geffen, right? No, I wasn't at all. I was oh. completely removed from the scenario after I started working. You know, there as an A and R person. Well, you're friends with David Geffen, right? Or you were, or what's what's kind of? Yeah, I still am. Yeah, you well, know, he's it a, wasn't really David Geffen; it was Tom Zutat, who was my direct superior at Geffen Records. Right. You know? What kind of guy is David Geffen? I love David Geffen. You know, I was really lucky that I got to work at Geffen during its heyday under David Geffen and you know John Kolodner and Gary Gersh and you know you unfortunately you, Tom Zutat. Yeah. But you know, Matt, everyone. Else was awesome. <laughs> Sounds like you never had sex with him, right? You couldn't turn him, huh? No. No. <laughs> Sounds like a, yeah, I don't I don't have sex where I like work. That's like that. not are not you, my thing. Are you married? Am I married? No, I'm yeah, single. No. I've oh. never so been married. So what's going on? Are you uh are you dating? What's the story? 
Do we have a um, chance? Yeah, What's your social security I am. number? And actually, I've been talking to someone that I had like the major hots on in like the mid '80s, and you know he's not living in America right now. But you know, I'm hopeful that we'll. Wait, know, was we'll someone from Crocus? Did, did he? Was he in the bank Crocus? <laughs> it's okay. Tommy no. Rockstar here has a number of uh, uh, girlfriends in the Niagara Falls area too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, you I wanted to ask you: uh, Is Stephen Adler okay? I mean, we know he's a nice guy. We know he's a great guy. Is he doing all right? Because, like, you know, he could go either way. Uh, do you talk to him regularly? Um, I mean, I worry about that guy. I don't know why. I, I don't even like Guns N' Roses. He was <laughs> he was sober, so I'm gonna go with he's okay. Last I heard, okay. last I heard, actually, he had he wasn't doing too well, but but he was in rehab again. But he's back now, so he's you know like John said, up and down. But Ryan, what were you gonna say? I was gonna ask you, Vicky. Um, you, you mentioned before you never had any personal relationships with uh, with all these band members, but um, did we lose the call? Oh, no, there's another call coming in. What? No, I'm here. Um, have you ever had to deal with them, uh, fight them off of the stick, if you, if you will? Like uh, they, they were trying to pursue you and you just had to keep uh, reminding them that it was professional and not... Uh, Drunk not and sloppy kind of, yeah. Have you ever had to um, deal with that? Yeah, that happened, but not with any of the bands that oh, we're did you get caught about. up? Did you get caught up in the party lifestyle when, like, you know, everyone's partying and everything? Were you uh, involved in that? Or you? Hey, well, if you, like, remember the 80s, you weren't really there, okay? Uh, I like that. I like <laughs> yeah, that. That's, that's good. That's what my friend Iris Berry always says, and I've kind of, like, adopted that line. It's a great line. I'm co-writing a book with her right now, so... You know, yeah, let's talk that's about the that. mantra of uh, the '80s. You're working on a book, and you're also working on your autobiography, right? Yeah, it's my autobiography book. Yes. And uh, what's that? Uh, what can we expect from that book? Um, a lot of stories about everything we're talking about here, and more. The dirt part know? two. <laughs> what do you have a name what's for the book that? yet? Is it the dirt part two? Uh, no, not the dirt. <laughs> do you have a name for the book yet? I do, but I don't want to tell you because, okay. you know, I don't want anybody to, like, go put it out there yet, right, you know? Right. But and when you're ready to release it, you'll tell us first, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. When uh, when do you think the book will come out? I'm about halfway done with it. I mean, it's a long process. I'm going to put it out with um, Iris's company, which is called Punk Hostage Press. Right. Cool. And, um, you know, I'd been talking to some major publishers and... They wanted me to, like, put a certain, you know, like, a, I don't know. They wanted it to become, like, a puff piece. And it's like, that's if I'm going to write my story, I want it to be my real story. Yeah, so exactly. That's the way I feel about I'm, this radio I'm going, show. I'm going indie with it so that I can get it out there. And then, you know, if yeah, it you don't want to be to sell, then we can still make a major deal. So I think that's kind of the way to go. Right. Yeah. Good. And the book is not called uh, Brett Michaels Was a Jerk. <laughs> hey, yeah. what, what about the play you're writing? The, uh, the, the play you wrote, oh, Glitter yeah. Beach? It's like one of my favorite things. It's called Glitter Beach, which I co-wrote with Robbie Quine, who um, I managed in Sex with Lurch, and then, you know, now he has a band called the Barbarella Tones. And he's in Hawaii currently teaching surf lessons because he is the quintessential um, glam rocker. <laughs> um surfing glam rocker and that's that's kind of what the play is about too you know it's about a glam rock surfer who invents glam rock music and um daniel hennings our producer i mean our director and um we're looking to do another workshop here shortly so maybe in vegas maybe in la we're trying to figure it all out very that's good cool. how often do you come to new york that out. how often do you come to new york vicky um 
I haven't been there in quite a while now. I'm going to say five years I haven't been there, mm. but I used to go like twice a year, but I haven't really had the reason to go. Well, now you do. <laughs> Rick Rubin. Yeah, right. What's your relationship so are you, with Are you with guys in New York yeah, or we're L.A.? In, we're in Queens, New York, yeah. Oh, cool. Home of the no, Ramones. It's, it's not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty hot in here right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, hot. You don't even know It's not as cool hot. as Brooklyn, right? Yeah. But oh, it's cool. yeah. The right. people live in Brooklyn are Believe the worst. Me, I am so happy that I don't live near these people that I, uh, you know, and by these people, I mean the hipsters in Brooklyn and everything. I'm, I'm a little bit separated from it in Queens in kind of a suburban area where I, uh, you know, have this, uh, I grew up here, so I'm not from Oklahoma, and I'm into these transplants and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. People like Tommy Rockstar, who's really from Long Island and pretends he's like, you know, lives in some kind of uh, rooftop. Is that right, Tommy? That's right. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand how anybody can live in Williamsburg. Just to get rid of the lowest scum of the earth, you know? Anyway, I want to, so what, what is your relationship with uh, Rick Rubens? I adore Rick Rubin. He's uh, an amazing guy, you know? Um, have you he listened? introduced me to. Johnny Cash when wow. I was managing a band called the Freewheelers when I worked at Lookout Management, Neil Young's company. Yeah. And the Freewheelers opened for Johnny at the House of Blues. And, you know, I, I was telling him and Tom Petty how much I liked the show and how cool June Carter was. And, wow. And you know, you Rick got this her. look on his face of, you need to make the record with June. And I was like, come on, are you out of your mind? I don't know anything about country music. And he's like, no, no, you're the coal miner's daughter. You need to make this record. <laughs> right, because you're from so West he Virginia. Like, he, right like, now. gave June my phone number at Lookout, and she started, like, stalking me, you know? So I decided to make that record, and... You know, Neil wanted to do it, but Elliot Roberts was like, you know, there's no way we're going to make a record with a 70-year-old woman. I'm like, come on. She's like the original Carter yeah. family, uh, yeah. you know? How can you not want to do this? And she could still sing and, and everything, um, right? I got I, I got pissed off about it. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go get her a deal. So I shopped at the, every record label in town. Nobody wanted to do it. So I started my own label, and, you know... I put it out, you know, in a joint venture with this company called Risk Records, which it was nobody's risk but mine. Risk basically. reward records. <laughs> but the record ended up making, um, you know, it won a Grammy in 2000 for best traditional folk rock record. And, Very good. You know, it was kind of like the summit of my career. You know, you, you like everybody wants to talk about Guns N' Roses, but for me, it was like the month I That's spent awesome. with the cashes awesome. in Nashville. You know, do you, do you get a Grammy? Guns N' Roses. I did not get a Grammy. That's what bullshit. I got was a certificate for being, you know, the producer. She thanked the you, executive right? producer of the record. But to get thanked? the only people that get Grammys are the actual artists. Uh, they get the artist smartest. Yeah. What are the artists now? <laughs> get this woman a Grammy. She deserves it. Uh, speaking of speaking of Neil Young, are you involved at all in, in any way with the that bridge school benefit that happens every year out there or no? No, I'm not, but you know, Way to do Neil is like amazing for doing that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. saw Neil Young once and he has this awesome like uh, Airstream trailer that he travels around in uh, uh -huh. instead of a tour bus. And this is recently, this is like a, maybe not even a year ago. And he walked past me and I had it all planned out what I was going to say to him. And I sat there and I, and I saw him and I looked at the floor and I said nothing. <laughs> uh, he's intimidating. Yeah. Dumbfounded. And then I saw him. I went up to see him. Uh, I snuck into the show, and it was great. He just—he was by himself. He stalked around the stage from instrument to instrument, and just like, he's amazing. I, the reason I asked, yeah, I didn't have that much interaction with him when I was at Lookout. I mostly dealt with, um, you know, Elliot Roberts and Frank Gerondo. But um, 
every time I was around Neil, he was just so genuine and such a nice human being, you know? Right. It was like at his, at his sister Astrid, who was also a very nice, talented human being's wedding. He was like in the middle of the floor, like dancing with these like little kids, and I was just like, "Wow!" That's wow! Just, like, at really a wedding, cool. Neil Young gets up and dances with the kids at the wedding. Yeah. Wow! So he's a good dancer. Look at know? that. <laughs> what song were they dancing? I want to see Neil Young no, like, I don't dancing. Know. Like, I can't remember, but yeah. yeah. style. So uh, uh, the uh, yeah the Tom Petty uh, Rick Rubin thing they they you know that album Wildflowers is one of my favorites he did a good job on that one did you, did you listen to the yeah. new Sabbath album I have not no not a big Sabbath fan but I'm sure it's great I've got tickets to see them on August fourth and I'm debating if it's worth it or not <laughs> well she doesn't she's not a big Sabbath fan so. <laughs> what, hey, what, is Ozzy in the band or. Uh, Ozzy, yeah, he's yeah. still in the van, yeah. But Bill Ward's not. <laughs> yeah, what cool. kind of a guy was uh, Johnny Cash? You, you touched on that earlier, but uh, what kind of, how he, was, he was completely amazing, like just like the nicest human being ever. And, you know, he, uh, he I mean, my, my favorite moment I had with him was he called me and said, come on down to the Four Seasons Hotel after I'd made the record, you know, and I went down there and, He's like, come sit behind, beside me, honey. And he's like ordered up his special little pizzas. And he like pulled <laughs> the record I made with June, which was called Press Press On, out of his pocket. And he's like, you know, everybody wants to take credit for this record, but I know who did it. Aww. And I cried. Nice. I was Aww. just like, so. And uh, that was just like so amazing. What you a know? Sweetheart. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and obviously you miss them both, I'm sure, right now a lot, right? Oh, yeah. You know, it's a great loss. But, you know, it's funny. I feel like they're like two of my angels in heaven. It's like their music shows up in the weirdest places. And I even had a psychic tell me that Johnny was trying to give me a message and stuff. Wow. <laughs> what I mean? So, so, listen, I feel that, like they're still around. That's how, I feel about, that's how I feel about Don Rickles now that right you're now. All, now that you're all spiritual, you should get back together with Stripers. <laughs> well, it's like really funny. I just like recorded a video message for um, Michael Sweet's fiftieth birthday party. Oh my god, like he's a couple 50? weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, Vicky, wow. let's talk about getting Striper in the studio here with us. What are we gonna- <laughs> yeah. No, listen, forget him. Don't worry about our guest, uh, Tommy Rockstar. Uh, I want to ask you one more question about uh, when Axel was hiding in your apartment uh, from the law. Yeah. And yeah. you, you were like shuffling him around. You know what happens there? What's what, what's the deal with that? What was the crime? What's the deal with that? What was the crime? Whoever's calling in, uh, you're gonna have to wait till I'm yes. finished with my guest. I apologize. Go ahead. Vicky. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know somebody's trying to call me too. I apologize <laughs> for the off. beeping, but um, <laughs> it's slash. Yeah, I was kind of hiding out. Basically, he uh, you know had sex with some girl and then threw her out the door and uh, you know without her clothes on. So she cried rape, and right. he became my roommate, basically. Do you uh, <laughs> sheltering? Yeah, sheltering, harboring a criminal. Do you? Uh, no, he, all the charges are dropped. Please, right? right. Please, <laughs> don't defend. I'm um, professional. I don't even know if there was actually That's legitimate bad. charges. I mean, they wanted to charge him. Yeah, I, I don't really know. He was hiding from happened. someone's dad. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna say, Thomas? Uh, I just want to know if. Uh, do you so have a real question? Do you, do, you, do you have a relationship with Axel now where you really you guys don't even talk? Or, no, I uh, haven't spoken to Axel no in like one 20 has. years. But, he lives you know, on a mountaintop. <laughs> I hope that one day we will. I mean, even Flash hasn't spoken to him in like 10 years, I think. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. 
He, he lives like it's like Doctor Evil. He's inside of the, the, the cap of a mountain <laughs> in his lair. Nobody talks. Penny he doesn't even talk to cap. his own band. I bet he doesn't. I, I I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, I got tickets, and I, I was under the the premise and the hope that they would actually maybe possibly get together for that. And I think even Slash was kind of hoping that would happen. You know, not to put words in his mouth, but uh, it just never did. We all were hoping that would happen, but you know. Yep. Oh my I think God. the reality is is that he just doesn't want to face off with Slash, so it's, it's like bullshit. You know if it will ever happen. <laughs> the ax- somebody on the chat box is actually saying Ben Bass with the Axl Rose anagrams to oral sex. I had never realized that before wow. in my life. Dun, dun, dun. And I, you're supposed to be a Guns N' Roses fan, Tommy. You didn't know that? I fail miserably. I my did not God. know that. But latex generation equals extra long in a tree. Oh. I, I never caught that. Wow, that's fascinating. Uh, no one cares. All right, Vicky, uh, do you have anything to plug? Anything you want to say uh, before we... Uh, uh, yeah, I want to tell you about my band, The Art, who are actually they're playing a festival tomorrow night in um, Sweden with Faster Pussycat and Twisted Sister whoa, whoa, and a bunch whoa, 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 of Pussy bands. Time out. Wait, there's a band. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, there's a band from Sweden called The Ark. Are you saying you're The Ark or The Art? The Ark. No, The Ark from with Sydney, Australia. Oh. Well, you should do a split record with The Ark from Sweden. That would be awesome. Uh, so, everyone. <laughs> uh, well, their website is followtheart.com, and you can like hear their new single that Rick Parker produced called Homesick. And, um, well, why don't you send it yeah. over? Let's send it over. We'd love to play it. Yeah, we'll play it if we're allowed to. I don't have a music license. But if, oh, yeah. If yeah. you say it's okay. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Vicky, I have to ask you before you go because Mario. Uh, nobody listens to me around here. Uh, Karen Rate, is she at Geffen still? She's the janitor, um, the head of, no. head of security. <laughs> Does it ring a bell? I, I really don't know. I mean, you know, it's like I haven't been at Geffen Records since Good whatever question, 92. Mario. Well, she was there. She was there throughout the 90s. That's why I'm asking. Was she doing A and R? Yeah, 90s. yeah. What, what, there's no 90s. This is 80s, baby. Hey, if you remember the 90s, you weren't there. All right, so the, <laughs> that was my question. I guess you did not know her. Go to uh, followtheart.com, and you can see where the art is playing. They're playing with Faster Pussycat. Uh, are all the original members of Fasty, Faster Pussycat still together? No, at it's all. just Tammy. Oh, uh, okay. Tammy's okay. the only original member, but um, it's a good band and a fun show. Yeah, they are. Have you heard about this up-and-coming band called Risk Reward? <laughs> They're... Uh... <laughs> I, you All should right. check them out. They they got a great anyway. Go great see uh, the art at the uh, what's the name of the uh, festival again? Gosh, I can't tell you the name of it. Oh, but okay. It, it's Saturday. Listen, go to uh, go to if you if you go to my Facebook page, you'll like see it. It's on there. Oh, okay. Do you have like a regular Facebook page where I could be friends with you, or is it like a fan, um, fan yeah? Page? It's um facebook.com slash aesthetic v which is my management company okay. name cool so i can go on there and like chat with you and uh you know like uh, absolutely and send me Danger. the email address where you want me to send the art art cd or single oh, okay. or absolutely. whatever i'll send you a message and uh i'll play the I'll happily play any music you have for us thank you so much vicky for uh for calling in. We really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Vicky. Awesome. You're I've got to like get to Jim Camacho's gig, but I appreciate <laughs> you guys uh, taking the time to like talk to me and uh, call in. Anytime. So is there any way I get to hear this thing? Is it like yes. going to be on a simulcast or yeah, it's, it's it, yeah, simulcast? Yeah. It's like a horse race. Uh, we're going to, it's, it's, if you, uh, if you just search for a uh, live from the barrage on iTunes, it will come up and uh, I'll have the episode up probably by Sunday, Monday. Monday. Yeah. So uh, and uh, okay, actually, will you guys like send me a link so I yeah, can like I'll, hear I'll, it or I'll send you the yeah. link on Facebook. Awesome, sounds Thanks. good. All right, thanks, thanks Vicky. Vicky. Thank you so Have much. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Rock on. Great Rock on. Great All right. Bye.
There she goes. Wow. There's Vicki Hamilton. What a call. Great interview. Calling love from it. a hill. Mario, you rock that one. I love it. I have no connection to rock and roll. Uh, if, if you remember the 80s, you weren't really there, so I remember nothing. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. I got a couple Tyranny is Tyranny songs for you, and this band, Tyranny is Tyranny, is uh, an amazing band. You should go to Bandcamp and buy their stuff. And all that crap, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on this Facebook, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna sext with Vicky Hamilton. Facebooks. We're gonna call us danger it up. It's <laughs> a line up. I'll send you the links. And thank you, Vicky, for calling. All in. All the music she sends you can uh, you can play because it comes straight from her. Were you drinking before you left the house? <laughs> no, I have Tapes. not been drinking. Did you drink in the shower? <laughs> He's been known oh. to do that. I, only my own sweat. <laughs> he took a whiskey. Did bath. you bring any whiskey? I did. No. It's oh, not whiskey. It's oh. brandy. All right. It's a fine brandy. wine. Oh, you, right. you guys in your brandy. Let's take a break, and uh, we'll uh, drink some of Mario's crappy brandy. Brandy. So That's wintertime, It's a fine wine. Not a hip-hop artist of some what sort. What a good Terrible. wine you can be. Here's Tyranny is Taking tyranny. a fucking break, we'll tough guy.
Hello? Hey, it's Patrick. Hey, how you doing? Is that John? Yes. Hey, how's it going? Am on the air or what? Uh, yeah, you're on the air. How you doing, man? We're Hello, in the caller. Of, Hello. We're in the middle of a break, but uh, what's up, Patrick? Uh, I was just calling in. See how it's going. <laughs> See if the male with the smallest penis in Brooklyn showed up. Uh, he should be calling in about 20 minutes. Are, are you? Uh, were you the guy who was trying to call a little while ago? Yeah, yeah, I just kept getting uh, okay. rolled over for some reason. Sorry, well, we had a guest on. We had a we had a guest on the phone for about uh, forty minutes. That's why I, I couldn't answer you. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I'm not know. taking it personally. Sorry, what kind of dick would I have to be to do that? No, I don't know. Pretty big dick, I guess. Well, I, mean, I guess I wouldn't win that fucking contest. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. And believe me, I wanted to have the guy in because I think we could beat him. <laughs> 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 I think we could beat him. How you doing, Patrick? I'm good. Is Patrick I just from got uh, a Athens, big box Georgia? Full of drums from Denver, from Pitt Van Offel, for a member. Got on Craigslist and found some stuff and sent it to me. And uh, I thought you got rid of the drums. Okay. I thought you were trying to scale down the drum sets. Um, this is strictly to to like fix and resell. This is all for making some money to pay oh, legal fees. Oh, I see. You're into that. Yeah. Mar- Mario knows all about that resell reselling stuff. I'm selling a 1997 Subaru that doesn't run. <laughs> <laughs> Without some, engine. Some guy calls me today to buy it. He's like, "Can I uh, take it to Syracuse?" I'm like, "It says it doesn't run." And uh, uh, he goes, "Well, thanks for being so honest. I think maybe you should read, sir." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was a uh, there's a great the failure uh, of America's private schools. There was a great Mario knows about that too. There's a great uh, uh, Craigslist posting that Pat sent me uh, early earlier from uh, if the guys from uh, uh, Police Teeth are listening, it's in your neighborhood. It's in uh, uh, Bellingham. So this guy's selling a 2000 Honda Odyssey, right? And uh, for four forty uh, two hundred bucks, it's a minivan. And uh, <laughs> the best is his opener on the on the Craigslist ad. He goes, so it's come come to this for you. What? Looking at used Odysseys on Craigslist. <laughs> I was like, amazing. Hey, I was like you once. Thought I had given up on myself as we only had one child at the time. And there I was, certain that I was selling a piece of my soul. For what? So I could take a child, a jumperoo, and two bikes with me wherever I went. <laughs> and to what end? And this is the ad. You know, it's great. So, anyway. That's brilliant. I, I, the Subaru is dead. We're never going to ride in your car again. I've got a brand new. Not new, 2010 Forrester. I got a brand new Subaru. Yes, it's dead. I want to get that bumper sticker off because how will anybody know me if I don't have earth art on the back of my car? That's right. That's how we know it's you. Anyway, (laughs) Patrick. Who's that maniac uh, driving? Oh, it's Mario. Is there any update on on your uh, situations? Yeah, we uh, got across the finish line on uh, August 8th. uh, Nice. The money from the barbecue... uh, and what and with the PRF already raised, we'll cover all of the, the lawyer's fees, and then you know, so we're only coming out of pocket for the fucking psychologists and the yeah. Anyway, right. So for those been, of you who don't know, without saying too much, Patrick's been involved in a, uh, a, a kind of a court case, a custody thing where he's trying to uh, adopt this beautiful child, and uh, you know, they ran into some resistance, needed some money. PRF stepped up, stepped up, and yeah. uh, hopefully everything's going okay. She's beautiful, hilarious. The other day, she, you know, she's growing so fast. Like she's put on a little dress that she wore the last summer. It doesn't cover her ass anymore. And uh, Pat, my, my three-year-old daughter is currently on Craigslist. Oh my God! <laughs> what? Mario, you can That's... have her. She's cute. I love her, but re- she drives me crazy. I regret asking <laughs> you to come on the show. I, mean, I really do. Yeah. When? Next time, I, 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 I say, look. 
you, you can wear that dress, but you got to put some pants on. So she goes into her room, and she comes back, and she's wearing her pants on her head. This is, like, yeah, <laughs> is this a Don Rickles bit? Those are, uh, those are uh, just details, minor details in a child's life. Put the pants on, yeah. you know. So I hope yeah, you guys so, are doing okay. Yes. Long story short, she's our daughter now. We just got to sign some papers in front of a judge. Nice. Congratulations. And then we're going to have a little put that down here. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful yeah. news. That's right. What's going on with the band? Are you still playing with Easter Island? Yeah, if I don't kill those fucking kids, Jesus Christ. They're young, right? And you're old. They're, they're young, <laughs> and they, they, they miss no opportunity. You know what? Here's the thing about millennials. They don't tell jokes. Oh, people born after the year 2000? Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. They're, they're all born in the 90s. <laughs> they don't oh, okay. tell jokes. Like, I'm like, mean? hey, you guys know why Hitler didn't drink brown liquor? And they're like, what do you mean? I'll make it a joke to say, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Can you give us the Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, because it made him mean. Right. You know, yeah, and then yeah. they kind of laugh, and then they look at me, and I'm like, "Okay, now you tell the joke." That's how this works. And they go, "We, we don't know, we don't know any jokes. We don't know any jokes. Uh, we're yeah. from 2000. We are from the future." <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. They're all. I mean, they were born like like 91 and 92. They were born in 2000. They'd all be like uh, too young to drive. I remember what I was doing in 1992. <laughs> you remember that? They, they, were, they were just being born out of their mother's vagina, and I remember what I was doing. Yeah, but you can't get down on something yeah. like that. If you ever read the old uh, Mike Watt quotes, you can't bust somebody's with, uh, ball about, balls about where what, what year they were born. Right, it's ridiculous. True. But 2000 yeah. is, is in a band with middle schoolers. No, yeah, no. see, I'm not, I'm not in One Direction or anything. You right, know? and you're such a heavy drummer, and this Easter Island's kind of like a mellower band. I don't want to say it's a bad description. Well, it, yeah, it's like side two of Dark Side of the Moon. If I wasn't there, it'd be like a smooth jazz project. You know? <laughs> right. Is, uh, for those of you who don't know, Patrick's like a real Bonamy type of drummer. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like... I mean, you know, the last few years, I, I kind of got really into that, that Kenny Jones guy who played with the faces and filled in for Keith Moon when you know when he was taking a break by being dead. Ah. Um, was Ron Wood dead? So I, <laughs> Did you ever meet Ron Wood? No, I, I uh, no, I've never met Ron Wood. No I, one has. He doesn't exist. I've met Ron Wood. You pushed him out of the way. <laughs> Get out of the way, <laughs> Ron. Wood looks like my my Ron... father's mother in a black spiky wig, though. It's kind of weird. Ron Wood was playing bass uh, for Burning Spear after I left the Clash at Bonds at uh, Peppermint Lounge. The Clash tribute. At we, Bonds. No, no, the real Clash. We left the Clash show. When I went to five of those ten nights, and then uh, we walk into the Peppermint Lounge because Burning Spear is playing. And who's on the bass? Ron Wood. What was he doing playing with Bernie Spear? Digging the reggae music, man. <laughs> reggae music. That's crazy and awesome and incredible. It was a great start. Because I mean, in one night, the music that you saw went from one extreme to the other. It was amazing. Wow. I saw I saw Bernie Spear and got into an extreme car wreck later that night wow. back in like 1987. Well, you saw a but, whole. Yeah. You saw a whole. We, shit. What? Sorry. Go ahead. I'm having problems. Go, go on. Yeah, well. We're gonna fire. Hey, we talked. We talked about the fact that we now know who D B T uses. Is that like well, a matter wrote, of public yeah, knowledge? We should. There's a guy. A uh, guy. In the, I don't know if it's a matter of public knowledge. I guess it's on a a, a a public Facebook page. There's a guy on the on the electrical forum that uh you know most of these people listening are on that forum and they uh he he's a guy from New York City supposedly that uh he pretty much just trolls the forum and uh, you know he owns a Rolex and. All that shit. It's his only friend. Right. I would guess the Rolex is his only friend. <laughs> so yeah, I guess he got outed today on uh, Facebook. But uh, you know, Chris I, Hall, man, the guy's got no record store anymore. So like, he just oh. the guy sitting there was it's like a it's like a '68 GTO idling. He just needs something to do. And the second he has, like the other day, so like 
my little daughter had this favorite sippy cup and she lost it. And, and I'm, you know, like my wife's like, tough luck kid. They make a lot of sippy cups. And I'm like, okay, I gotta go find this thing. Cause it's kind of my fault. Right. <laughs> Did you get within it an the, hour and a half? The other band members, were they using it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> filled with vodka. So, find it filled with vodka. Within an hour and a half, Chris Hall had found the name and email address of the guy who designed the cup for Gerber and had his LinkedIn profile on my Facebook page and had called the manufacturer. <laughs> this guy wow. has not got enough to do right now. He's, he's, he's like, he closed this record store, and I'm telling you, he's just sitting there with his he's motor He's always running. been an internet Pat, what sleuth. are you going to anyway, do? Anyway, wait, listen. Oh, wait, I want to tell you something. So this guy, uh, let me tell the deep butt story. So this guy, he trolls everybody on the forum, and he says all these mean things and blah, blah, blah. He says hurtful things to my pal Rick Murphy, who is not a loser just because he doesn't have a job. Anyway, and uh, so then Chris Hall, internet sleuth, and found out, Found his blog and uh, his poetry and his pictures, pictures of him and his, his dolls. poetry. His yeah. fucking poetry. Poetry. Yeah. So this guy's yeah. got what the fuck to say about everybody else, and they found him out. And although, like, I kind of think it's all creepy. The whole finding out who people are, I think it's kind of underhanded. In this case, it's kind of ex- okay. But also, please don't go to don't go to Deep Butt's house. That's illegal. Don't harass the man in real life. You I'll control him you. on the internet, and uh, you know that's as far as I'll take it. Yeah, I just, you know, the difference between a cheap shot and taking a shot is the possibility that someone's going to fucking hit you back. Exactly. You know? I thought about so that. So for a, a guy lot. to, like, hide behind the cloak of anonymity on the internet and say, it takes a lot of cheap shots, it's like, all right, buddy, step up now. We have, you know, we know who you are. Right. We can I, put your I, name and address, everything on the internet. And no one's threatening you, but now you have. Yeah. Some accountability. I've, uh, I've I've offered to meet him a few times, not in a drunken stupor, not in a threatening way, but you know, hey man, just come to make me come to the New York barbecue, or see at a shellac show or something like that, and we'll figure out what the hell's going on. But I'm, in all honesty, I'm not all that interested in it. And you know, I think people take it too personally. You gotta, you know, you gotta realize the guy. I do too. I think you know. I don't want to call any names. But there are forum members who let the guy really get under their skin. And I just figured out at some point that this guy was just trolling for laughs. But now I think that he really is like a genuinely kind of lonely, sad guy, you know? Right. And when, and when anybody sort of confronts him on this and says, you know, why do you, why do you come here and, like, stir the pot and kind of call people out for no reason? And, and he just falls back on his Rolex and his, uh, the apartments he rents. He's like, oh, I got a life. And it's right here on my wrist. Like, yeah. well, anyone, I had a life any, on my wrist, too, when I was 14, you know, in with his, my girlfriend. In his mind, um, anyone with a valid point uh, is to be ignored, and he'll just he'll just bull on with whatever, you know. Sounds like a cyber yeah. bully to me. <laughs> yeah, well, now he's yeah. getting cyber bullied by a uh, fucking, you know, a thousand people, which is not going to be pleasant. Can, can, I just yeah. say, can I just say something? Yeah? I am so stoned. What? <laughs> <laughs> Where is Walsh not there? It's so quiet. Walsh Where's is Walsh? In, is Walsh, Walsh is in England. <laughs> uh, turning your mic off, uh, Mario. Yes, Walsh is still in England. Thank you. Oh no, that's. Uh, you got to inhale on that. Don't out the guy on the radio. Yeah, you know, whatever right. this is. I guess it's just sort of like it's imaginary radio. Any relation? Well, yeah, it's nice radio. to know that Wait I could second. be like. Wait a second. Wait a imaginary minute. radio. Let me tell you something, buddy. Does your uh, real radio reach? Scotland? 
Japan, no, see, Australia. I can't drop the S bomb on the real radio either, so I'm not. Gee, I'm not disparaging your podcast. I'm just saying satellite radio. Fuck terrestrial. <laughs> yeah. Terrestrial. I the FCC isn't like bird dog in what we say. Yeah, I, so. I, I will. Uh, I'll tell you his name if you want. Is famous moment in radio. I'm pretty sure he goes by Michael. I don't know. Who cares? I can't find. But you know he's listening. You know he's listening. Uh, like. At first, I, I know, thought he's, he's taking a couple things at my radio show. Not that I, can't. Ass, and I thought maybe he was one of the old forced exposure guys, like putting on a like, like I thought of maybe one of the guys that likes to troll Steve, you know, like because that that whole thing goes back to like you know, when I was a kid. Yeah, then you can go to bed feeling like, hey, I, it was great. Today's a great day. I had an argument with Steve Albini. I made valid points. Yeah. No, you, but you now know. I'm starting to think that like the guy really like this is his identity. You know, like, yeah. he's just kind of this tragic figure, you know, I, like, <laughs> I know and by the way, I know, that's I, what a $700,000 house looks like in, in a fucking Bushwick? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Jesus. I'm never going to live there, man. I'll never get the equity to move. Like, I love, greatest city in the world. Love to live in Queens, you know. You can start a rock scene there or something. But, um, <laughs> yep. Let's it. start a rock scene in Queens. I zillowed myself after that because I realized you have this website, Zillow. You can look up your own house, look up your friends' houses. Their you know, stats. they do it at work all the time because everyone's address is on the paychecks. Sure. People are busy zillowing each other on there like, ooh, look at this guy. I zillowed myself and I'll tell you what, I'm rich. I'm out of here. <laughs> Fuck all you people. <laughs> I'm moving it down to Athens, Look, Georgia. You could probably and buy a house sell your house in Queens and move down here and buy a golf course. You know that, right? Right. I know. I know. You could, you could probably, you know. I was and, born and, in Bushwick. You know, hire. Uh, I think about it all the time. The Listen, I want to live. Yeah, right. I want to live in the lake. I want to fish yes. for bass all day. Yes. I want to have my kids swimming in the lake. Yes. And I could do it for like probably eighty grand. You yes. Know? But yeah, no. Look, I, I'm not joking. When I tell you this, I live. In a farmhouse built in 1938, so stick frame house, raised foundation. I got three acres, an acre of forest. I paid 110 thousand dollars for it. That's awesome. With the house, wow. Yeah. The only thing is, you know, no, there's no 3 a.m. dim sum here. Like my house is built in 1923, but it's no farmhouse. Wow, things falling apart. Yeah, that's what my girlfriend and I. All we talk about is buying property upstate, buying something, you know. Making a little place for ourselves. It's nice, but I don't know. I need, I need, I need. Yeah, I know I need you need it. I work I in Manhattan. I like. It's I'm all... addicted to the hustle and bustle. Exactly. I don't know why. And that's why we don't do I it. I want to get on a subway train when it's 100 degrees and push into people that have AIDS. I don't know why I want to do it. I'm not. This is not John Rocker speaking. It's, it's true. Cyclical. It's oh, cyclical. come on now. You got to put that back in my face. <laughs> <laughs> One nice thing about Georgia. <laughs> hey, isn't that asshole John Rocker from where you are? That's right. Yeah. John no, I don't Rock. take the seven Good train reference. bass. I'm like you. I'm rich. I take the uh, Long Island Railroads because t- I'd have to take yeah. a bus to the seven trains. I, I still yeah. live here specifically because of pizza. <laughs> Rich. Yes, exactly. I live here because of pizza. There's no, no that's other a terrible to reason to, to live somewhere. I'm here for yeah, the but I, people. I can't order from Gary's because <laughs> I know you guys. No, it's I know. just not happening. I side with all you guys. I totally understand. I'm split right down the middle between this guy and you guys. Like, I want to get the fuck out of this concrete jungle. On the other hand, Are it's you where get we're bored? from. I would love to live yeah. in a We're going to get bored, right. Is well, it easy to get bored, Patrick? I don't ever get bored. I'm too busy. But oh. see, the thing is, is like you can have a full time job here in two bands and a kid, and you can get to everything, you know, less than ten minutes late. <sighs> yeah, like, you know, Georgia is pretty because, hot. I bet you there's a lot of air conditioning. Yeah, it's got to be hot there. over there, bro. How hot no, is it? That's good. It's good for my industry. Man, I've never been work. hotter in the summertime than I have in New York City because in the combination of all those concrete buildings radiating heat, you also have piss smell and crazy people. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That's Wait, us. Yeah, John, explain to me how you, if it's hotter, you get more work. Uh, because I work in air conditioning. 
Oh, okay. I thought you were a pipe well, steam fitter or something. You're like an HVAC guy? No, I work. Uh, I work uh, in the. I make. Uh, I make cold water. Is what my job. <laughs> That's good on a grand scale. But I, I could take my license uh, anywhere in the country, and uh, you know, it's it's good. It's so awesome. My, my well, all right, so let me ask you guys this. Did you see the article in the Wall Street Journal interview with Richard Hell the other day? No. Oh. What? <laughs> he, he published a book recently. So, so yeah, it's, it's I mean, he's doing promo for his book, and the Wall Street Journal, like whatever their fucking version of the style section is, <laughs> is like, tell us about your apartment. You know, and he's like, I've lived in the city since, you know, 1975 or whatever, and he bought this apartment, and like... You know, the Wall Street Journal is not really known for getting to the truth of the story in the first few sentences, but for once they did because they get to make fun of a poor person. Right. Like, you know, Richard Hell's apartment, former tenement. It's rent stabilized. It's like, holy shit, there's the truth. So fast, you know, like. <laughs> so, yeah, he's living on the Lower East Side. You know, of course, the neighborhood's completely changed now. His neighbors are all sure. fucking I was, I, I was born in Bushwick, and my father paid 6000 for a building, and they laughed at him when he was going to go to Queens and pay 60000 And now that $6,000 building is worth, like, who knows? That's uh, a three-family three no. apartment. Uh, Six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six-six
you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to date myself, but also understand that I grew up in North Carolina where you could smoke in the fucking hospital yeah. when I was wow. growing up. Because it's, you know, doctor used to put c- like, doctor put cigarettes out in my mouth when I was a baby. Yeah. It was birthday. <laughs> when I, first I came started, out yeah. of the womb and he put a cigarette out of my mouth. When I was first starting teaching, like you'd be smoking in your classroom and the kids would come in and you put it in your ashtray and then close the drawer. Yeah. All of you guys right. shut off. Get out. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Really? So, yeah. We would smoke right yeah. in the class. Oh, yeah. We, we had a smoking section in my high school, you know, like, Mad you know, 14, 15 year old kids out there smoking, you know. Right. But, um, yeah. In my yeah, so I, I quit when it got to $2 a pack. I was like, fuck this. Right. Oh, good for you. Yeah, that's crazy. I quit buying They used them to have these York. cigarettes called Bucks that were a dollar a pack, and they had a picture of a deer on the front, a big buck. <laughs> IRS, if you're listening, I haven't paid tax on a New York pack of cigarettes, cigarettes. since 1985. All I thought, right, we don't know anything. IRS when it went up to $2, I said, I could get them for a dollar fifty. <laughs> I quit. I quit. Let's put it this way. I quit at thirteen dollars a pack, and I started when it was a dollar ninety five a pack. So thirteen dollars a pack. You know, you can buy a fucking pizza for that here. Right? Well, let me tell you something. It's ben, insane. Ben Bass on the chat box. Uh, you know, saying gas is overpriced. He's, uh, his cigarettes are eleven dollars in Chicago. They're about the same thing. I don't blame him. But... And uh, New York City only if you have a car. If you're super rich, this is bullshit, Ben. Because I've lived here all my life. I have a car. I have one, where I have four people in my immediate family, and we have one car. We don't. We're not a two car family. Hmm. To, you know, we're not living no high life over here. I got a fucking hundred dollar pool. Uh, you're high. I'm, has, I'm filthy. It's filled rich. with algae. <laughs> I have so read, much money. <laughs> you can reach out the window and touch your neighbor's house. Yeah, you're a homeowner. That's man. the way you, we live. You're, you're you're killing it, bro. Patrick, I do. Have, thank you. I do have to go because uh, we have a, a a man calling in right now. Who's not you? A man with a with a tiny penis. That's that right. Guy? Yeah. Well, he's won the penis contest. I'm not sure what the criteria is. We'll we will ask him when we have him. Uh... Yeah, I I I will defer. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that is amazing. Wait, do you have a smaller penis than him? We'll stay on the line with you. That's our new question every week. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to enter that contest because. Uh, Pat, you know, Pat, stay on the line. Uh, stay on the you line. You could stay on the line actually, because uh, I, I need play you, a song. you to send me some cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just send Hula and down. I'll just send you down. I'll come down. Fill Listen, them up. we need to get together one day for Bring real. your Vista lights. We'll pass them in the backyard. It'd be great. All right, I'll bring the whole family. Right. We'll, we'll we'll go down and uh, you gotta you gotta set up a a, a fishing rod for me though. Yeah, uh, uh, we we fishing's not a problem here. Yeah. And you gotta fish. tell me uh tell me what to do because I'm gonna be like a, a stranger in a strange land down there. I'm not gonna know what's going on. So you gotta help. Bass or bass? Go ahead, a doorknob if you trick it right. You know? <laughs> so. All right, thanks, Pat. Uh, you guys take care. Thanks right. for taking my call. Have a good night, Pat. Thanks. That's, that's Pat from England. No, that's like that's him. Patrick. He doesn't sound English. That's Patrick from the forum, otherwise known as Ringo. Uh, excellent guy. You know, living in the country, it has its advantages. I went to visit. Sure. I went to visit my buddy who's up in Walden, and it's that's like, awesome. here's the hot tub I made. There's my beehive I'm keeping. Here's yep. my vegetables yep. I'm growing. It's like, what the hell? Well, you have time to do all this stuff, Mario? I go every weekend with my girlfriend. Literally, the minute it gets warm out, like Labor Memorial Day, or whatever, we go out every weekend and we just fucking see amazing things and we fantasize about living up there. But yep. it's what John said. I'm born and raised wait, in New York. I went to Lake Peaksville. Lake Peekskill, oh, yeah. and that's an hour, really? an hour from here, and they're on a lake. Dude, it's like I, I could be in right. another world. As John once mentioned on the show before, if you drive two hours in any direction, it's like being yeah. in the middle of Texas. Check this out. Next yeah. week, oh, there's yeah. rodeos Up, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Next week, it's crazy. Next week, I'm going to this crazy thing called the Meltdown, which is my friend Andy Animal owns like a he takes over like a big campground near Phoenicia, and it's three days. It's pretty much like the movie. Um, what movie was that? Where they uh, half baked? Schindler's List. No, Schindler's List. <laughs> no, Schindler's Wait. List. <laughs> no, it's, uh, no, that was fully baked. Sorry. No. 
Basically, we just go up there, a bunch of bikers and chicks in bikinis and smoking this, that, and the other thing and playing bands. And we've got Mungo Jerry coming next weekend. He's the headliner, so he's, we're flying him in from England. It's pretty In the summertime, when I'm out of my we can flip, flop, flip, and I'm out of Actually, maybe I can get him on the show. Maybe we can get him on the show for I next like Friday. I melody there, John. Tommy Rockstar's got a tattoo of his ballad. Yeah! He's playing Brooklyn Bowl. That's his after gig. So his big gig is our camp getaway thing, but the Sunday on the 4th, he's playing Brooklyn Bowl the next Next day, that's the his follow-up. Huh? The meltdown, yeah. <laughs> Too soon. Sorry, everybody, about that. My Jewish choice. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> the, Mets, the Mets just lost the heartbreak. Soon. <laughs> Too soon. Can we still Amazing. talk about the Mets when Dave Harrison's not here? Matt Harvey took the loss? Not, no. I'll kill all of you. loss again, but Who's it was a 2-1 uh, walk-off, oh, wasn't shit. it? All right. Well, we won 11 uh, Jews on nothing. first. Oh, take it easy. Really? Uh-oh. What happened? Uh-oh. What happened to you? You drank a couple beers and what'd you do? Yeah, you're a he mess. He said he's stoned. I don't know what to happen. He was inhaling something in the and corner. This the exhaust I don't know pipe what in the back. He ate some of them brownies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's play one more tyranny. Is tyranny song while we wait for our phone call? Why? I don't know where the hell he is. Why? I want to hear guy, This guy is a he's out a of dick, but he's, he's only out a of little control. dick. <laughs> where are you? We'll be back. Stick around. Tommy Rockstar taking a huge nosedive. <laughs> We'll be back after this. Thank you. 78% humidity. You're alive from the brush. Hello? Uh, 
Hi, this is Nick. Uh, sorry, I lost track of time. Hey, no problem, man. I just uh, just making sure so we could plan things out. You know, this is a very well, uh, it's like a well-oiled machine here. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. We're broadcasting from a garage in Queens. And, yeah, in uh, Flushing, right? Yeah, we're in Flushing. Where are you at? Uh, I'm actually at the bar where I had the contest. I actually came here to get a few drinks. Kings County Bar? The contest King, was yeah, tonight? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yep. I'm turning your mic off. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nick, not, thanks for calling in, man. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, good to be good to be part of the show. Uh, do, are you, do you want to say what part of Queens you're from, or you want to keep that uh, kind of hidden? I, uh, I actually live in Briarwood, so I'm, I'm right by Main Street. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what are you talking about, 25-minute bus ride? You could be here in 10 minutes. Yeah, that's true. Near the 44 at 20, boom. <laughs> the Q40 foot. You Go can up take Parsons. Well, you could yeah, also yeah. you could probably jump on the, on the railroad at Main Street, and they probably won't even take your ticket in between here and Broadway. <laughs> That's like a five minute ride. Uh, You're over by uh, Electchester, right? Is that uh, yeah, Briarwood? Uh, no, you know, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Archbishop Malloy High School. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. I'm like two blocks from that. I went there. I went to that high school. Oh, okay. Uh, I was gonna. That was one of my questions. <laughs> it, 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 it was it was great going to school in the morning. I would get up at like seven forty five. Malloy, McClancy rules. No, fuck McClancy. Wrong. I'm a Holy Cross man. <laughs> prep, prep all the way. What oh, are you Holy Cross. Holy Cross was my second choice for high school if Malloy didn't accept me. Yeah, Holy Cross is where I went, and uh, that was your second choice. I think I went Prep yep. Cross. I don't know what I did. I ended up going to Holy Cross, but the, Prep uh, St. John's, what, right? Uh, no, uh, St. Francis Prep on Francis. Oh, St. Francis. Yeah. Did you? Did, what, what year were you? How old the guy? Are you twenty seven? I turned twenty seven uh, like three and a half weeks ago. Oh, okay. So I'm at, I'm I'm thirty eight. I'm I'm ten years out of the school before you. So you know. Uh, there's no yeah. there's no soccer rivalry we could talk about or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you grow up in Queens? Yep, born and raised. Nice, me too, my friends. That's why you know I kind of wanted to have you in here because I think we could beat you at the contest. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty small. We're small men. I've seen Ryan, uh, Ryan, my uh, my friend and co-host here. I've seen him uh, go into the. Um, the sauna, and he was wearing underwear, so I can only assume that he's embarrassed by his That's penis size. That's not size. true. <laughs> I saw you That's Island. not true. <laughs> no, it's just some people are uncomfortable being right? naked. I, no, I, well, I got nothing, but me and Mario were undressing no problem, and then Ryan was trying to hide his pee-pee from us. I, I always do. Small. What I make, about I make sure nobody, Island where hold on, the hold on, uh, young every, boys guest? This is a rebuttal. I make sure nobody sees it. That's just the way it is. That's, that's, that's interesting. I'm not worried about the size of it. All right, so Nick, thanks for calling in. Of course, Nick won the Brooklyn Smallest Penis Contest at the Kings County Bars. Is that correct? Correct. And what was the prize? Two hundred bucks. Yeah, it was, yeah, I won two hundred dollars. I got that, like a little little crown. I got a like a ring. Is that like my scepter was a was a magnifying glass? So that was pretty, that was that was amusing. Nice. Is that per inch? They give you a hundred per inch, or is it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right. So when you when you decided to do this contest, you thought it'd be a fun thing, and it was right. It was it was no like hang ups there, but it was pretty cool. Oh, no. right? Yeah, I had a blast. It was great. And uh, you say there were three phases to the contest, right? They, uh, at one point, you had the, the box covering yourself, and then there was an... Uh, an uh, and that was the second portion. Evening wear section where you could kind of... It was sheer, and you could see... Everyone could see what's going on without breaking any laws. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, That was the third part. It was The first part was formal wear. second part was the talent segment. Uh, part three was evening wear. <laughs> and, well, you did stand-up comedy for the talent segment, right? Yes, I did. I, I figured, you know, correctly so that most people would do 
um, some sort of like like sing or dance karaoke. So I, I, yeah, I wanted to, yeah I wanted to distinguish myself and do something different. So it came down to telling jokes or doing magic tricks, and I'm not good at magic. And you did not have the smallest penis out of all the guys who were there, right? Is that correct? No, I think it was actually second, but right. Know, but they, they did the measuring at the end. Yeah, but it was like I said, it was like three parts. So like, there's three judges, and the audience had to say, "I'm not exactly sure how the process went." <laughs> but you yeah, made but, it up for yeah, I won. So you made up for it in the talent section and stuff. And I see you on. Uh, I was watching a video. You uh, doing an interview with Huffington Post, and I, and uh, I'm laughing because you had a Wayne Corbett jersey on. And I noticed also that you're a Met fan, and I go, "Man, this guy just won the yeah. guy's the smallest penis contest, and he's a Jet Met fan." Are you trying to make like life worse for yourself on <laughs> every <laughs> I, turn? I, 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 uh, when they called me yesterday, I was at work. Like, you want to come down to Huffington Post? I was like, yeah, sure. And I was like in a jet jersey already. Cause, like, you know, I didn't right. realize I was going to be on TV <laughs> or the yeah. internet. I was like, oh man, we're going to get flack for this, the jet fans. You've been doing uh, interviews like crazy, right? I, I, I read a tweet. At least, at least two a day. You're actually my third one today. <laughs> wow. Are you exhausted? Are you sick of it? Same fucking questions over and over again. A little exhausted, but again, I'm getting used to it. And yeah, it is like the same questions over and over again. What but. is the main question that you get? Is no, it in yet? Penis. The main question is usually like, so it's it's kind of it's like a tie between <laughs> how did you hear about the contest and why did you do the contest? Right. And you you don't have a girlfriend? Not at the moment, but Not the, moment. the contest. Wow. They've but been at, coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, like, I heard that you had like some kind of makeout session with a chick on stage after the contest is over, right? Like, it's, it's, yeah, as soon as as soon as I won, um, one of the girls who was working the event. Came up on stage. I thought she was going to kiss me on like the cheeks. Nope, right for the lips, and it lasted like three minutes. Mm. Uh, I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care if anybody's watching. Yeah, that Let's works. And you didn't take her home. You didn't take her home and give her the high, uh, short one. <laughs> uh, I went back to her place, but you know, we were with her sister and a bunch of friends. Nothing yeah. happened. Oh, so Nothing we got like a group thing. Oh. But I, we're keeping in touch. Okay, good. Uh, so been, maybe, maybe. Have you ever had a problem? Uh, you know, getting uh, chicks in your life, or it's been okay. You done okay? Uh, haven't had a problem, you know, when I've had the, the time. I'm always busy, so that kind of limits my opportunity. Um, I've had three, three. you know, I've been dating. My first girlfriend was in 2004, so that was about nine years ago. I've had three serious relationships in that time frame. Right. You know, none of, none of them lasted more than two years, but... Do your parents know about this? It's all over the news. Our son. They don't know. My brothers, uncles, and cousins know. They're still in the dark. <laughs> Uh, how about uh, your boss? Uh, you work. Uh, I don't want to say who you want to say who you work for. Yeah, I, uh, I work for the UPS store. Uh, I'm fine with that because uh, the the <laughs> outfit I wore, I wore a UPS hat, which was not an official hat. So, and plus, I don't work for UPS. So they found out about it. They said it's not a bad thing, but it's a it's a weird, amusing thing. So, right. But our UPS store is like a subsidiary. Mm -hmm. We're a separate entity. My bosses found out. They laughed. They said you're crazy. <laughs> they congratulate me on the win. Tommy Rockstar wants to know if you get getting a lot of small packages. <laughs> so sorry. So yeah, we, I think this thing went viral because my uh, I had actually had a gimmick that I you know I do modeling and acting. So right, I saw that when yeah. I agreed when I agreed to do the contest, I'm like, okay, it's gonna be a lot of people here. Let me put on a good show. So I came up with gimmick, you know. So when you do the uh, acting, what what are you acting on? I saw you were doing some extra work. Uh, yeah, mostly extra work. Acting takes forever. I was uh, I was in a movie, an extra on Tuesday, independent film. Uh, Chai Hong City. Hmm. Uh, they just okay. finished rapping today, actually. I think. Right. And so now they're off to sure Romania. The the movie. I played like a derelict. Chai Hong okay. City. <laughs> now, what's the modeling thing about? I mean, you know, no offense, you're like, you're kind of like look like me, like a regular, you know, fatso Queens guy. We're not exactly, you know, 
No offense, we're not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like you know, gonna be on like a billboard anytime right. soon. I don't think. Like, but what are we hand models? I, I do. Called? I have a good mean face, so okay. if somebody's like a character, <laughs> like a like a hitman look, or you can actually, are you buy a computer? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, you can look up my modeling page. It has a whole bunch of photos on there. You can just check it out. It's uh, modelmayhem.com slash Nick G. All right. Modelmayhem.com. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, Modelmayhem. But, yeah, this is, you know, when people need, like, a tough guy look or... Like a good derelict. Uh, if you need, like, a fat guy for, like, you're doing an ad for a gym or something like that. And, you know, I also do, you know, art models, oh. art classes. <laughs> before I, photos? Yeah, I, you're the before what? guy? Excuse me? You're, like, the before guy in the gym ads? That doesn't bother you? No, I'm not before, but like, you know, maybe you need to buy a treadmill or like, you know, you need to get in shape or something right, like that. Right. You know, before okay. guy, yeah. Have you been in on these commercials? Can we see them on the television? I don't know if any of them, most of them are like independent or like student films. Uh, my biggest film was, I was an extra in The Dark Knight Rises, oh, really? but you, I, I don't really, I didn't have like any major screen time. I was one of the thugs at the end battle scene. Mm. Right. Are you a member of, like of said, SAG? I, what? Uh, are you a member of SAG? SAG? No. Nope. I don't have the time. Yep. Film, the... Tuesday, I was on set from 5 p.m. to about a little after midnight, you know, and the scene we shoot, you know, what was it, like maybe five, seven minutes of, of a scene? Yep, yep. Yeah, you know, the Dark Knight Rises, I was there the first day. My call time was 3.30 in the morning. Mm. And the after Dark Knight fucking rises! You know, worked early. Maybe, you know, anyway, everything was all said and done. They dismissed me at 7.30 at night, and they were like, we need you back tomorrow at 4.00. Right. I know it's hard to get to membership into SAG. You have to basically have all this time, like you said, and credits, and you have to have speaking credits, and blah, blah, you blah, blah. You have to blah, talk blah. to our friend, Mike. Oh, I see you on this modeling page. You look like a real, you look like a tough guy, dude. Model man. He's wearing the, uh, the Navy pea coat and the hat. He looks like a, a, a street tough. Is that Brendan? Like, yeah, if you're on a, in, a, in a movie, I'd cash it down at the docks. You know, you beat somebody up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm doing a remake of On the Waterfront. You want to uh, audition for it? <laughs> no, he's Mario could have been somebody. Oh wow, you look really he's mean in this punk, picture, which dude. Which is what I am. You're making your mean face. Is I, guess I have a good mean face, but I'm really a nice guy. Uh, I know. I, I said, uh, you know, somebody mentioned to me, oh, you should have this guy on. And then when I messaged you on Twitter, I said, wow, this guy couldn't be nicer. So thank you for that. It's thank amazing. We're, we're sitting here talking about penis contests, and in the background is a TV with Anthony Weiner, and they just keep <laughs> flashing up things like his podium. You know, like when you when you go speak to the press, and it, it just says yeah. two lines. It says Weiner Mayor. That's all it says. It's just, that's amazing. Good story. One day, maybe you could be mayor. Nick. Listen, I'm not, I'm I'm less interested about the the penis thing than the you know I, the story is interesting. The story of your life, how you got to this, uh, you know, being in this contest and stuff. I love to talk to people. Yeah, like how'd that. you get involved with all this? What was that? I'm sorry. How'd you get involved with all of this? How how'd you come to be? Oh, I was uh, I was on Craigslist one day and I saw an ad. It said uh, looking for like less endowed men. <laughs> I thought a headline <laughs> you see caught my eye. So I, I like I clicked on. I was like, and I read like that in a contest. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is silly. And I closed the link. But then I started thinking about. it. I was like, you know what? This sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. What wow. search so did you put in? I opened the. I found the link again. Went back. I emailed the uh, the bar manager, uh, Amy, and uh, it, we emailed back and forth. And boom. Yeah, they booked me for the uh, for the show. How uh, I saw on Twitter that your car just died. So that you won two hundred bucks in the contest. Did you have to? Is it? It's got to be gone, right? No, I saw it. I mean, this was before the contest. I mean, I got into a fender bender a few months ago, and I'm fixing it myself. I, I put like five hundred, six hundred dollars into it. Mm. And coming home on the highway two weeks ago, it started overheating. I'm like crap because I was stuck in traffic. No sooner did I get back to my place, I park it in the garage. I turn the car off. Three seconds later. Steam, a ton of steam 
comes up from under the hood and like it started leaking something. I guess the radiator went out. Cool. I was like, that's it. This guy, this, this car is done. It was a 92 Dodge Dynasty. You so know? you were a 92 Dodge what? Dynasty. You, you were yeah, a 21, 21 year car, you know. Gave me, it gave me a lot of good years. So it, I get it. It's, it's time is passed. You were on Craigslist basically looking for an old Honda Odyssey, right? And that's what your life came to. And then basically <laughs> that's how you found out about the whole penis contest. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to my guests. They're, they're disrespectful. Of the, I do of have the a guests. question. Uh, what, what was the audience like? What was the audience like at this show? Uh, what was um, like, what was if the, I had to guess the amount of people, what I'd probably I... say it was 40% bloggers. Mm. And, like, and everyone else was just there for the fun. A lot of girls there. Girls, oh, yeah. I won, men, I men who wanted to see like small minutes. penises, girls I, who wanted to see small penises, and uh, all around, everybody wanted to see. Listen, them. it takes a man to get up there and, and do this. This guy's a, a hero. I had sex on stage in Amsterdam, my friend. What? What? Yes, you went I to did. A, you did a sex show in, in front of eight drunken sailors. What so was his I, name? I have it on a cassette tape. She looked like Seika. <laughs> I got a friend Remember of mine. God. I got a friend of mine who was a bartender in the city, <laughs> and he used to come on to girls by telling them how small his penis was, and he would always get them. They they would always fall for That's it. They always thought it was something sexy about that. So it works for some people. I love uh, I love being naked in front of people. Kudos to yeah, you. Yeah, we Nick. know. Ever, ever since I won, like I've had women contacting me from like other countries, really? Finland, Serbia, Brazil. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe this is happening. It's, it's all very surreal. Nick, there there are women who have a phobia against deep penetration, and they're going to naturally gra- gravitate to you. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> As a teacher, I, I actually this, this topic is hard. I've been talking with girls about it, and they, they actually agreed. You know. You know, you can be too big. It actually hurts them. At it some does. Point. Sure, yeah. it hurts. Well, Especially I you, if, <laughs> go ahead. Take, this is the time. You were, how old did you say you were? 27. Uh, 20, 27. Like you're talking about I've had three relationships, nothing more than two years. This is your time. If I would know now, then what I know now, just have sex with as many people as you can. Just yes. tell them up front of course. that this is what you want and this is what they want. And don't worry about love. Love will come. Just do it. <laughs> Keep doing it. Because when you no get older, love. nobody wants to do it with you anymore. No love coming. <laughs> and whatever you do, tell them not to fix the pot. That's Mario oh. from Douglaston. Don't worry about him. Maybe, maybe. No, it's the truth. It is the truth. Do what you can now because do it now. You know, don't don't let. Yeah, that is true. If I try and do it like on a forty-seven, yeah, you know, no, you can do it, but there are not enough people who want to do it with you. uh, You know, twenty-seven is the new seventeen. Get out there! Don't let some broad get her hooks in you, and uh, you know, next thing you know, you (laughs) you be having sex with the smallest vagina for the rest of your life, which wouldn't be a bad thing. Do you have normal sized balls? Uh, I think so. I mean, okay. Just wondering. <laughs> That's a deep question. But you should take Mario's advice. Just do what you can, man. Fuck this shit. Especially now with your new no, North, North, notoriety. Yeah, you've got you've to go for it. Everyone, half the people in this bar are sleeping on the bar. <laughs> they literally have their heads down. Not because you're I a mean, boring interview, but, but because they're retards. It's the heat. <laughs> it's the heat. It's more than the retards. Well, they started I am, I am trying. Uh, after I won the contest, the girl who you know made out with me on stage, I, I got her phone number. We've been staying in touch. Nice. Uh, I've been told, you know, never mind the foreign girl. I met a girl in Jersey. I'm going to hang out with her on Tuesday. See, let's see how that goes. Did you, who did the measuring? Was it a woman or a man at the end of the... Uh, uh, it was, it was the, the bar manager. She came up with the measuring stick. Oh, it was a, the, measurements, behind the measurements the weren't the deciding factor. Right, right. But it was, were, were the measure, measurements accurate in your opinion? Yeah, I think they were. So what are you clocking in at? Yeah, Two well, inches? And did then we a, reveal this yet? Yeah, there was no, there was no uh, 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 erect portion of the show because how are you going to do it? You can't do it. <coughs> no. Well, you really... How, how are they going to do that? I mean, it's... Yeah. 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 Now you gotta lock the plus, door. Plus, it was like ninety-eight <laughs> degrees. Everybody was hot. It was sweaty. Right. Not really. Not really. No a air conditioning for, in this joint. 
shrivels up and you're nervous. Is it air conditioned it right smaller. now? Oh, well, right now I'm in the back. I'm sitting like a little alleyway. I have a beer. I'm smoking a cigar. Just relaxing after work. Nice. What kind of cigar you smoke? Dave Harrison loves cigars. Uh, it's a Nat Sherman cigar. <laughs> That's what he was smoking. I'm telling you. You and Dave Harrison have a lot of common. Too bad he's uh, uh, traveling for the, <laughs> the world's second smallest Including penis your penis size. So you've received no complaints from women who's ever like, you know, banged. Well, no, but like, yeah, like I said, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, the one night stand was never really my thing. So I've had girlfriends and by the time it got to that point, they wouldn't complain about it. They knew the kind of guy I was, you know, personality works most with women. How oh, many, of course. How many people were in this contest altogether? It was me and there were... Six other guys. One guy dropped out halfway through. Combination of <laughs> combination of the heat and I think drinking. Dropped guy like literally lost consciousness. He, he all right. So he's like all right. At this point in your life, you go. I'm going to join the world's smallest penis contest, and then you fail oh, at that too. My, my rationale was most. You figure what ninety percent of the time, any bar has a contest. It's like a wet t-shirt contest for ladies. Yeah. And if there ever is a contest for a man, they probably have to be in shape. So I think to myself, this is like the only time I can like go to a bar and, and do a show. Right. Because you know, they're looking for someone like me. Right. <laughs> you know, an average, regular Joe can just uh, enter. Did you go up there under your own name, or did you have a pseudonym? Because I see oh, one my own, my own My own name. I see one guy. Well, one uh, one uh, contestant my, was Rip my, Van my, my, uh, my character was the, 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 the delivery man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. Did you put it in a pizza box? He was wearing the hat. He was wearing the delivery man's hat. Because I yeah, saw like one, I, had a whole, I had a whole gimmick. Yeah. I saw one of the other guys. Uh, his name was Rip Van Dinkle, which is not very, uh, you know, creative. That guy was awesome, though. That guy was great. <laughs> I, I, we were like in the green room before everything started, which is all, you know, chatting <laughs> it up. Would you do like a? He actually he, he actually flew in from uh, from Minnesota for the contest. That guy. Really. Sad. Well, yeah, I'm, I was actually, I was kind of cheering for him to win because because he flew in from Minnesota. Right. You know, maybe he can get two hundred bucks, kind of recoup his plane ticket a little exactly. bit. Exactly. You know? He's like the touring band. We're in bands, and when the touring band comes through, we give them all our money for gas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, goes, he goes from town to town for penis competition now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been all over this goddamn country. <laughs> I've been. I've on seen the road tour. So, uh, but uh, the other thing, uh, one more thing. What was I going to ask you? I can't remember. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I anything you want to plug, Nick? Uh, you know, if, uh, if, if you're an actor and a model, so if someone asked you to do, and since you've done this, if someone asked you to do pornography, would you do it? Yes, yesterday they asked me. Some guy in California. You're kidding me. What wow. Nope. I, I declined. Yeah, well, now you're out there and your parents are going to find out. They're going to yeah. kill you, right? Well, I just want to point one thing out. This is one guy out of seven total, or six and a half, actually. So you don't have the smallest penis in the city or the state or the country or the world. It's just these seven dudes, right? Uh, yeah, just just the Brooklyn area. It's not science. Those who had the balls to get yeah. up there. So I'm not too worried okay. about you. You don't have to answer my question. Just listen to Tommy Rockstar's new question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plug something, will you? <laughs> Uh, okay, if, I had to plug, if I had to plug something, the reason for my fame, uh, King County Bar in uh, in Bushwick. Kings County Bar in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Bushwick. Two, 286 Eagle Street. Very, very good place. Yeah. Very nice place. I haven't oh, been there cool. yet. I'm going to go check it out. What train goes there? The L? Oh, you take the L, you, yeah, you take the L to Morgan, and it's like, uh, it's like half a block away. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Nice. Maybe I'll come meet you there. We'll have a fucking. Uh, we'll go into the bathroom. See who the best man Back is. Back you know to what I'm my saying? old neighborhood. I'm in. I'm in. I think we could beat him. There's I've seen should. Mario's peepee, and uh, it's at least three inches, so he's out. Uh, and he's Italian. <laughs> and he's Italian. Oh, uh, that's what I want to ask you, uh, Nick. Are you an Irish guy? Uh, mostly, yeah, but I'm, I'm a mix. Right. I'm uh, Irish, it? Italian, Puerto Rican, and French Canadian. 
Okay, because uh, you know you have Canadian. the uh, you have the Irish last name, I guess, but Nick is not a, a typical uh, traditional Irish name to give an Irish kid. No. Yeah. No. What do you got? Red? You got red hair on your beard? You got red hair down there too? No, no, I'm, I'm uh, brown hair, dark, dark brown. Okay. Uh, one more thing: Do you after you go to the bathroom? And this is not a question specific to you. It's a question we ask all our guests, and as disgusting as it may be, do you stand up to wipe your ass, or do you just remain seated? Oh, you stand up. You're damn right. Yeah. What is wrong with you guys? Guy with the smallest penis is with me. Fuck you. How can I stand up? When you have a small penis, it's easy to do. Right. You're out. Thank you very much, Nick. I appreciate it, man. Uh, Anytime you want to come in uh, and chill out and have a couple beers with us is fine with me. Yeah. Are you into old crocus? Old crocus? All right. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Nick. Anything else uh, you want to say? No, man. Have me on anytime. This has been fun. All right, thanks a lot, man. Congratulations, Nick. Thanks for representing Thank Queens, Thank I guess. And feel and free to <laughs> feel free to stop into the show. Let's go, Mets. Play. The Mets just lost a heartbreaker, man. I don't know of if you were watching. Of course they did. They're the Mets. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a rebuilding season. Yeah. Well, yeah. And what do you think about the Jets this year? What are the chances? They got nothing. Uh, right? I, th- I think they. You know, well, Ryan's change? going back to coaching the defense, and they still got a lot of good players in that defense. So you can win a lot of games with your defense. But, sure. but if they finish at five hundred, that'll be good. And you, you lost uh, the best cornerback in the league. Cornerback, sorry. Yeah, but they, they were still good after he left, and you know, right. time will tell how he is after his, you know, his uh, his injury. So, how, yeah. s- how soon before Geno Smith is going to be quarterback? <laughs> Week. If I was the Jets, I wouldn't. Yeah, you know what? Well, historically, you don't want to put the rookie on a bad team. Well, what are his weapons? They lost Keller, the good tight end. They lost Green, the top running back. You know, who knows what, what Winslow has a tight end? And, right. They got Santonio uh, Holmes. Is that the old sports song? That's right. All right, thanks, hey, Nick. thanks, Nick. Thanks for your insight into the Mets and the Jets. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate the uh, insight into this contest. Listen, and, uh, we wish you the best of luck in uh, in uh, your career and uh, your endeavors. You know, when I first thank you. when I first knew he were, you were coming, he was coming on. I thought he'd be a big dick, but he wasn't. All right, that's that's <laughs> waka waka. the cheap jokes. Uh, unfortunately, I'm understaffed and I have to get people up the street here. <laughs> I think that was brilliant. <laughs> thanks, Nick. Cheap labor. Appreciate Take it. Take care, man. Nick. Nice talking to you. Uh, all right, likewise. Take care. Later. Take care. Bye. Bye. There he goes. There's Nick uh, Gil Hodges. Gil Ronan. Gil Ronan. And uh, he has a two inch penis. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, let's so brave. So play brave, a couple man. songs and, uh, and uh, take a leak. And, uh, the Mario see. game is next. What the freak is going on? No, you have no a game for us, Ryan? You want to do a game? I do a game. You want to do a game? Tic Tac Toe. All right, let's play a. Let's take the quickest break in history, My and then we'll come are, right back with the Ryan game. Thank more you. talking and sound effects when we come back, and we're back, <laughs> and we're back.
up, Huli? Or is it Huli? Yeah, this is me. What's up? Hey, what's up, dude? It's Ben Bass, and, and uh, I heard the words Ryan and game, so I thought I'd call in. All right, uh, can you hold on for like uh, two more minutes? No problem. All right, thanks, Ben. <laughs> Turn down your radio, asshole. <laughs> we'll be back after this. <laughs> ben Bass, uh, musical genius, but uh, you know, trivia genius, but uh, apparently he can't work, not work a telephone. Here's Broken Road by Numbers and Letters. Yeah! All right, coming at y'all. I'm not in the garage. His numbers and letters with Broken Road. Drums sound huge in that album. I think they might have. Uh, I think they might have recorded that with the uh, the guy who owns Lil Bub. Oh, really? The I famous internet cat. Uh, I, I don't. I'm, I know I'm that gonna, dude. I'm going to mispronounce his name, but it's like Michael Brodsky. Michael, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a cool and dude. He owns a place called Russian Recordings, I think, or Russian Recording, and uh, yeah, he uh, that that album that sounds fucking good. I want to yeah. record there. F you. Steve Albini's <laughs> Bridavsky, Michael Bridavsky. Who knows? That was by a band called Numbers and Letters who recorded with them. That's uh, our friend Katie Hasty, a true talent, excellent singer, 
and uh, great job there by numbers and letters. Ryan, do you have a game for us tonight? I do have a game. That's for sure. Sanity has. Do you have a theme song for me? I might be able to find one somewhere. Let's see. Throw it out there. Yeah. We have Ben Bass on the phone. I guess he's calling in. He heard Ryan and Game. Ben, are you still there? I am. What's up, guys? All right. What's up? Welcome to the show, Ben. I gotta say, Ben's phone sounds awesome. Ben is our resident Jeopardy contestant. He has been a contestant on the actual show Jeopardy. He almost made it to five days. He made it to four, and he blew it. But he's a brilliant man. He's a heavyweight at trivia. And uh, one day we will do the head-to-head Ben Bass versus Ryan. And last night Ryan was saying he felt he was feeling pretty confident, but I don't know, man. Ben's just, a wealth of information. Just when I thought I could win, Ben comes in here. Ben, were you listening last week? I had some real brain teasers out there. I bet you could have beat Ryan then. <laughs> I have my concerns about playing against Ben. Sure, I would. I would just throw well, in a towel. Any reasonable person would. But All right, Ryan. Uh, do you, let's. Uh, what's the game this week? Uh, this week we're going to bring back a classic. We're going to play 20 seconds. I figure with uh, a new class of uh, contestants... And uh, this would be a good one to introduce to Ben. And no buzzing in, right? No buzzing Even in. Even better. Right? You don't have to buzz. So, uh, Ben, let me just explain this to you really quick. Uh, a timer will start at 20 seconds. And within those 20 seconds, you will have to name as many items within a category that you can. Ryan's drunk. <laughs> I can handle myself drunk. And hey, we all are. <laughs> I like your swaying. So, You're swaying back and forth. So if I were to tell you... Uh, <laughs> That's when you know. Me, That's when you know he's drunk. So, for example, Ben, if I were to tell you in 20 seconds or less, name as many types of flowers as you can in 20 seconds, you'd have to say roses, lilies, oh, gotta, posies, get blah, get blah, blah. game face on. I hate this. So, uh, let's wow, so interesting. So this is not so much a trivia test as it is just blurting it out and going quick, crazy. Quick thinking, coming up, knowing the the uh, the information. It's tough. You get put on the spot. It's when tough. you're on the spot, it's not easy. They did it to me once, and I found out real fast. It's not, you know, it's easy to hide behind the question. Cards. All right, no Googling. That's why Alex Trebek yeah, always man. acts like a genius. <laughs> what kind of, was he a dick, by the way? You know, to me, he was really nice. You know, a, a buddy of mine when I was in college was on College Jeopardy, and he said he was a huge dick. And he had that reputation, and I think he heard that a lot of people hated him, and he kind of sort of stopped being so arrogant right. and started treating out, people better. He went out of his way then to change his reputation. Kind of. Exactly. I remember when I was a kid, he had another game show also in the morning that uh, was not a trivia-based game show, and he used to treat those contestants like idiots. Tree saying his friend Kathy was on and said he was a dick. Uh, do you have any of the Andrew Kaczynski t-shirts? Are you a recipient of these free T-shirts? Who, me? Oh, even though I'm in Chicago, I haven't, although I have to say on Facebook, that one with the cat is pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty good, and I like the, uh, you know, it has all the stats underneath the cat. and how. I love this. I don't understand <laughs> what the stats mean, but I like that they're I looked on it up because I'm not an online player. I played a couple times, but, you know, there are, it's, it's like a poker tracker stats, so if I were to play you online... I would uh, use a, uh, you know, some kind of application called Poker Tracker, which would tell me how you play. So, yeah, you, uh, you understand what kind of range of hands the guys plays, or they're very into these st- these fancy stats. Right. I think the stats are like, you know, how many hands you vol- a VP is uh, voluntarily uh, pl- putting money into the pot. Right. Right. And, how many times you you choose to put money in? Right. And how many uh, how many times you raise? Blah blah blah. All that crap. Anyway. Yeah. You know that that uh, that that uh, Wubbles. He's a pretty funny guy. Yeah, I love Wobbles. I love him. I don't, I don't know why he doesn't listen to the show anymore. But in the beginning, he was he was in the chat box every night, killing everyone. <laughs> he's, he's hilarious. I don't know if he has he ever called in. 
Uh, yeah, he called in, I think, and said, fuck you, and hung up. Right. <laughs> At the Albini poker game, he's like, every time he opens his mouth, something funny's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a good guy. A lot of people don't like him. He's a polarizing figure. But let's move on with the game. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right, Ryan, what do you got? Well, we'll start with you, John. Oh. Well, uh, Ben, we'll go with you last. That way you get to listen and get an idea of what's going on here. So, so John, within 20 seconds, name as many... Famous Georges as you can. Wow. George Go. Washington, George uh, 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 Benson, George the Animal Steel. One <laughs> <laughs> the most famous one. Um, uh, George Herbert, George uh, Bigglesworth, um, Georgie Porgy, George San- uh, George Jefferson. <laughs> All right, time is up. How about George Clooney? And George Hamilton. Fuck George Clooney. George you, Hamilton. You win based upon just the, saying George the, the Animal The gay Steel. blade? <laughs> George the Animal Is there Steel. a George Bicklesworth? I got to admit, Ryan, I hope you're keeping score because I made How up many? three How of many? those. How many? I'll write it down. Right, and George Herbert, George or is it Hibbert? It's, <laughs> yeah, uh, Hibbert, yeah, whatever. All right. Give me the point. I'll give you, <laughs> let's give you a six. How about a nice six? That sounds all right to all right. me. Yeah, I'm not, it's, a, it's a dodgy six. I'm but, fine, but yeah. It's a little you're the best. Oh, Nothing's going to ever keep me down. George Jetstron. Hamiltron. Jets, right. <laughs> Thank you. Hamiltron. Thank you, uh, um, I, Lee, you, I'm all anxious. and Crazy Bone. What could my category be? All right, Mario, in 20 seconds, name as many secondary characters. Name as many secondary characters on Seinfeld as you can. Oh. Go. Elaine, George, wrong, Those wrong. are primary characters, man. Oh, oh, secondary. The uh, no, soup the, Nazi. Uh, the, okay. Do I have to know their names? The yes. magician. Uh, the, mm. uh, Newman. Yep. Uh, the guy, oh, you guys got me now. Who else is it? The Time guy, is the up. Neighbor. That's not 20 seconds. That is 20.8 seconds. You gave John Go ahead, man. Give him one more. George. Well, give him one more. Give him one more. I refuse. All right, you're out. Terrible, terrible Thank you. question. Oh. Super Dave. Thank you. Super Point Dave Osborne. Who Super is he? Super Dave Osborne was not on this. You get named Georges, and I have to name actual <laughs> characters' names from a show that I don't even remember because I lived in the 80s. Listen, all I know is uh, Brooklyn Borough President Marky Markowitz is juggling on television. Marky Markowitz? And no. yawning. That's uh, Mr. G. Oh. Go ahead. All right. So all right. Tommy. You, Tommy Rockstar. Tommy, welcome coming to the game. At you. This is Tommy's first appearance. I'm on fucking... Fr- okay, yeah, sure. 20 seconds. Let's go while we're young. Tw- Tommy, <laughs> in 20 seconds, name as many famous misters as you can. Go. Mr. Ready? Mr. T. Mr. Mister. Mr. St. Laurent. Mr. <laughs> Donut. Mr. Coffee. Mr. Coffee. That's good. Mr. Re. Mr. Clever answers don't count here, sir. Mr. I hardly know her. Mr. I hardly know her. Time is up. Mr. Red. Mr. Ed and Mr. Mario with Mr. Ed and John with Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed. Mr. Mr. was actually the first thing that popped into my mind. So now you get Mr.'s, you get George's, and I get secondary No complaining. Let's move on with the game. Moving on with the game. How many Tommy get? Five? Tommy got three. No. Okay. Well, let's go. Mystery does not count. Ryan, who's next? No, that's a dude from MTV, Mystery. Our next contestant is Ben. 
our literative friend Ben. What's your last name again? Uh, it's Bass. Ben Bass. BB. Ben. Big blind. In 20 seconds, name as many alliter- alliterative celebrities as you can. Go. Uh, Suzanne Summers, Clark Kent, uh, David no. Duke, um, uh, Ricky Roma. Oh, man. Um, Ten seconds. Literate? Steve Sanders. Uh, Tiny Tim. Ah, nice one. Um, Richie Rich. Time is up, sir. Uh, I'll give him Richie Rich, but uh, who, who are the, who's, who are the who's two? Steve that, Sanders. Yeah, who's Steve Sanders? <laughs> Steve Sanders. I am zeroing on Beverly Hills 902. Oh, that's not a celebrity. That's not the actual name of the person. Take that <laughs> one just, away uh, and give him the last one that was past uh, the clock. He's like, what right. do you call it? Illiterate? What's the I'm question? Like, what Illiterate the people who can't uh, read? Uh, Forget it, Mario. Illiterative. You're Illiterative. Mario has a master's degree, and he doesn't know what that means. I didn't catch the word. I you never heard of no onomatopoeias? Come here. Oh, I think Steve Sanders was clearly illiterate. I know my name from the other end. Wait, Suzanne Summers is illiterate? <laughs> Kyle in the chat box saying, modeled muck. Is that correct? That is right. Oh, my God. Kurt Cobain, would you take that? I would, right? It's it's an audio thing. No. Yeah, yeah, right. No, because I didn't give him Clark Kent either. No, no, well, no, that's no, also a character. Give, yeah, yeah there's, there's so. Geez, it's just a Superman that half the characters well, you know, are illiterate. It's all LL. Because that's KC. It's yeah, not but it, no, but I disagree with you. I think CK. I think it's. I think the alliterative thing. You know, it it demands the the sound and not the actual letter. Yeah. What did, by, what did he get? By definition, that's not true. What did you give him? Five? Yeah, he, he, he four, got five. You gave so him the, the score last right one. now, we'll go around one more time. The score right now is six, John, two. Richie Ramon. Richie Ramon. <laughs> uh, two, I, I, I was thinking of this Marky and Didi. I couldn't come up with an R. Maybe there's not one with an R. Uh, Richie. Roy Rogers. Uh, oh, right. Richie Ramon. There, there you go. go. All right, Ryan, what's up? Al- Alan Alda. Am I up? Uh, yes, you are you up. Chris six. Christie. Chris, yeah, Chris Christie. <laughs> Bob Barker. All right, John, in 20 David seconds. David Duke. The Jewish guy comes up with David Duke as his second guest. <laughs> At the last second, I changed it from Daisy Duke because she's uh, fictional. Michael McDonald. That's right. So, John, in 20 seconds, here's a baseball one for you. All right. Name as many baseball players as you can that have represented the New York Mets as an all-star. Go. Wow. David Wright, Tom Seaver, Matt Harvey. Uh, Dwight Gooden, Daryl Strawberry, this is Keith an Hernandez, job. Uh, uh, Gary Carter, uh, Vince Coleman. He doesn't know. He doesn't. <laughs> He's know. looking at me like he doesn't know. Time is up. All right, I did okay. Seven, <laughs> Great. I give me a seven. Ryan Gosling. Take, There's take a Ryan Coleman. John Franco, Ron Darling, <laughs> Wally Backman, and Sid Fernandez would have been acceptable. All also, right. I, oh, I was gonna say Wally Backman. The hell, these these questions are all. This show is fixed like the early early game shows, right, Ben? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, right, like the original 21. Now, when a guy says Dwight Gooden, is there anyone who doesn't think Daryl Strawberry for the next name? No, and only because I have multiple pictures of them <laughs> together here. <laughs> uh, Dwight Gooden was an all-star. I'll, I'll go, go you all one right. further. He was an all-star. Uh, I can't wait to hear my question. He was an all-star... Uh, at 20 or 19? Yeah, at 19, he was unhittable. Right. Which is, uh, you know, I think younger than Matt Harvey, who was the probably second most uh, youngest Met All-Star. Thank you. Right. Most, <laughs> you know, you know, my, my girlfriend you know, just sent me a text. Hall of, and, and Hall of Famer Bob Feller struck out 17 batters at age 17. That's crazy. 
Hey Ben, do you know who the name of the guy? I'm interested to know if you know this. Uh, the I mean, name of the guy who hit his uh, he hit a, a significant home run in his personal career. I, th- I don't know if it was 200, 300, 400, and he ran the bases backwards. Do you know the name of that? Oh guy? Oh my God, that's yeah. That, I, if you said the name, it might sound familiar, but I sure couldn't tell you. That really yeah. happened. That's a yeah. thing. Yeah, I'll, I have it right here actually. <laughs> Like oh my god! I have the I open up my phone and there's pictures of this guy with the small penis, his modeling pictures. Ah, <laughs> get out of that! You almost forgot about it. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, the man's name. Uh, quickly, sorry, sorry. You know what? It's not loading. Go That's ahead, a Ryan. Real thing? Yeah, yeah. And I think he uh, the team fired him soon after. You, you know, uh, you know the name Ray Chapman. Sure, it's the guy who killed Kennedy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Only ball player to die getting hit by a pitch. Jimmy Persall celebrated his 100th home run by running the bases backwards. Jimmy was eccentric to say the least. His life became the basis for the book and movie. Bang the drum slowly. Fear strikes out. Oh, sorry. You're absolutely right. Yeah, no, I think you're th- thinking about AIDS. Which chronicles his <laughs> battle with bipolar disorder? <laughs> Wait, Lenny Dykstra we're talking about? Some of his stunts include walking up to bat wearing a Beatles wig, Talking to the monument of Babe Ruth at Yankee Stadium <laughs> and climbing a, a grandstand roof to heckle at an umpire. The granddaddy of all his stunts occurred while playing for the Mets. In the fifth inning of a game against the Phillies, Purcell hit his 100th home run of his career and probably ran the bases in correct order, just facing backwards. Needless to say, Mets manager Casey Stengel was not amused. Purcell was quickly given the pink slip. Thank you. Wow. We need this guy on as a guest pronto. <laughs> yeah, he's pronto a hundred. Guest. Why well, not? Well, have him on. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll stick a microphone six feet into the ground. <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. That's all oh, good. Is it my turn? I enjoyed that. Um, it is your turn. I can't wait to. I, what I forgot I what your question was. I know. Now I, I remember what it is. Reactions lead to the four. Uh, Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop Let's it. move on with oh, the game. Mario, I'll f- uh, since you're complaining about this uh, being a thrown game in the direction it. of John, I'll give you an easy one that you're going to stumble over anyway. Oh, Don't. Just, uh, in 20 seconds. Victim to the lobbying. No, because I want to. I'm trying to prove a point here, and it's going to work. <laughs> Twenty seconds or less. Name twenty things. Name name two things if you can uh, that you would order off a Chinese menu. Go. Twenty seconds, as many as you can. Go. I would order egg roll. I would order uh, wonton soup. I would order uh, chow uh, chow chow mein. I would order. Uh, I gotta stop saying I would order. I would order. <laughs> I would order egg, egg foo young. I would order uh, General Tao's chicken. I would order uh, beef and rice, bro, chicken and broccoli. Time is up, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You forgot cream of some young guy. Two, oh, three, boy. Four, Thank five, you for six. throwing me a bone, Ryan. You got six on that one. So was that now, t- I feel very Hey, Tommy, too soon. <laughs> that was the name of the uh, Asiana airline pilot, too soon. Right. <laughs> That's maybe the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> Tommy in twenty seconds. Really lazy joke. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Name as many bands as you can that oh, have I don't know bands. that have a number in the title of the band. Ooh. Ooh. Go. Bl- Blink one eighty two. Uh, Steve V's favorite. Psalm sixty nine. No, that's an album. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I am so baked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, There's no uh, drug use here at the five seconds, Blank 77. Uh, uh, the old 97s. Um, <laughs> the Studio 54. Time is up. Right. Wow. I can't believe you Some of the ones you missed. I thought you would have killed that oh the whole time. God, I'm just, uh, he's the throwing Jack- these questions out of left field. I'm baked. How about the, haircut 100? You too. How about the you Jackson two? 5? Oh, Jackson Matchbox 5. 20. Oh, wait a minute. Dave Clark 5. Uh, Matchbox 5. Matchbox 5. Four, the Treacherous 3. Ben Folds 7. Three. 
Uh, Police Teeth 41, Excuse 17, some of the uh, two things coming crew. into the chat box. Alabama two Live Crew. <laughs> Scorpio and Melly Mel. Does Gang of Four face count? Two face Gang of Four, yes, that Face counts. to face, that's another great band. Black 47. Black 47, like excellent. 97, what do you say? I Black 47, the they're 47. playing after the Mets old game on Saturday. Yeah, old How about Front 242? <laughs> front 242, I was right tip of my tongue. Butter 08. The, the wow, Butter 08. Butter 08. The 678s, what is that band? The five reminded me of that. Uh, Russell Simmons band. Okay, Ryan. Sorry. All right. Here we go. Last question of the it. evening. Ben, you, Wait, you, Maroon 5 is you're another the one. only chance to win this game right Come now. Come on. It's me against John Ben? Is, uh, you need to get I need to beat nine, a Jeopardy contestant. God damn it. You need to get nine right in this Ooh, one. Oh, that's tough. You can't do it. And I, and I only have 55 seconds to do it in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could, Don't worry. For, we'll be fair. Why does he get 55? For $10, you get an extra 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Upgrade. You can write that Ben, if you email me. your address to live from the at gmail.com, I'll send you a gift package. I'm not kidding about that. Ben, in 20 seconds, name as name at least nine TV dads as you can. Oh. Go. <sighs> so easy. All right. Mike Brady, whoever Alan Fick was. Um, uh, Christ, Mr. Melvin. Mm. No, he wasn't the dad. <laughs> uh, Homer, Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson's father, Abe Simpson. Uh, Apu. Uh, Ned Flanders. Whoa, this is Uh-oh. cheating. Uh, <laughs> Reverend Lovejoy. Wait a minute. No, whoa, wait a second. And time is up. He's Presbyterians. Wow, that was <laughs> brilliant. He took one show and he ran. I gave you an extra. I gave you an extra two seconds for the interruption. Everyone, I'm the best around. Stole it. Go fuck yourself, you Jeopardy. I'm the best. Yeah. Don, you are the best around. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate it, man. Dave, come back and bring this guy to Earth. <laughs> yeah, you 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 found my weak spot, which is to you know I can't win a, a foot race. I can only win like a that's right trivia marathon. Ma- trivia marathon. Well, thanks, Ben. Uh, it's a nice talking to you as usual, and uh, I appreciate it. Hopefully, I'll see you soon. We'll play some poker or something. You're right, genius, uh, yeah, man. if you can get here Tuesday, otherwise maybe at the barrage. Yeah, I got the email for the Tuesday game. I you know I can't fly to Chicago just to, just, <laughs> just to win. You know, three. I've done pretty well at those games. I have not yeah. lost at the well, at the if you uh, play Tuesday well games. enough. The trip is free. Right, and it, what was funny is when we sat at the t- the original table where you were dealing the whole time, where there the the players were there were at least you know two players there who were just the worst poker players in the history of the game. I couldn't win a dollar. I won exactly one dollar when I took it to you, Steve's John? table. I was I was pretty in the bag, but then I uh, I nailed Steve in a, in a Raz hand. I had the wheel. I had the lock. Uh, <laughs> you locked him up. If I recall, it was you and me and Steve at about four forty five a.m. We closed the place. Yeah, that sounds about right. Listen, uh, when I go out there, I'm not I'm not looking to go to you know I'm not, I don't have work in the morning. I'm you ready hold, to go. You hold your own. Well, plus, because of your show, you know, usually it's a Tuesday, but because your show was a Friday, which was great for late night purposes for a lot of people. Right. I think I texted Steve and I said, well, there be a poker game. And I think he said, uh, the chances are 100%. So thank, <laughs> th- thank you, Steve Albini, for setting yeah, up a special lost, poker game just for me. I lost 50, <laughs> I lost 50 cents to Albini when you sat me down with him, and I was like, that's it. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Tommy oh. doesn't know how to play poker. But it's so funny because that's what Steve attracts at these ATP festivals yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And even here. like It was here. It was here. Shellac played, and then like a bunch of people came up to me like, are you John Hulan? Are you the guy with the poker game? I'm like, oh, oh fuck. God. I remember uh, that night. <laughs> but it's it's good. And I don't want weird people at my house, but it's a good in a way they just they just want to sit down and play a hand of poker with, with Steve. Right. Right, exactly. It's my money. claim to fame. <laughs> uh, he does so well, man. He nails ben, ben, 600 you, bucks at the Do you at compete that with game. him? Do you go head-to-head? Do you take him once in a while? Yeah, who cares? With, with, with Steve? Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, well, occasionally I might win a pot off of Steve, but it's probably because I misplayed it and because his, his analysis is so much smarter than mine that, like, uh, I beat him for the wrong reason. Like, I fuck up and he probably loses because he, he outthinks himself. Right. He's, he's overanalyzing. And he's thinking that, you know, he's not as, you know, when I'm sitting there wasted and staring at the middle of the table, I'm not thinking like, oh, what's, you know, what's Steve's betting pattern? Yeah. I'm There's a couple bad. other guys in that game, particularly Steve and this one guy. Uh, and they talk about hands so fast and with such a high level of analysis that you realize they're right, but like they're, they blow through it so fast that it's all I can do to even like try to figure out what they're saying. You know? Do you remember when CeeLo was the game of choice at ATP? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, Pat would start try to start dice games because yep. he didn't know how to play poker. So. Yep. But it was great. I mean, at, at ATP especially, you'd be a round robin of people who had no idea how to play, just totally. sitting down like, oh, this is cool. I get to play with Steve and then just lose. Like, And those $20 bills oh add up. God. You know, They add up. It was awesome. It was I great. see right through you, Steve Albini. <laughs> Curse you. If you're ever at one of these ATP games or at Steve's house, don't get too fancy. Just knuckle down and wait for the person who you know wants to meet Steve to push all in. <laughs> hey, there's a chump. Right, right. One yeah, there's always like the random rock and roll sort of wide-eyed fan. But, you know, Steve... Is a sort of a student of the game. He and his buddy are serious stud poker players. And oh, I know. Oh, yeah, I, they are. John, I don't know if you knew this. His, Steve, Steve and his friend, they go to the World Series of Poker every summer and they play a lot of yeah. stud. His buddy Brandon. just became the all-time leading money winner in, I think, like stud eight or something. Seven, is that an oscillator? Brandon? Unbel can you believe that? I mean, that is, that's Eric Rodewick is the guy's name. Incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven card or five card? Five card. There's no seven card stud. There is. I mean, there's no five card stud. Seven card. I cut my teeth on seven No five cards card studded in a casino. Like Whichever one they play at the WSOP, this guy won a bracelet, and it was heads up against Phil Helmuth, and he beat the guy. Yeah. Wow. Well, heads up, anything can happen. But, uh, you know, Steve's a great player. He's a, he's like a, you know, it's hard to compete with his. He's a, he's a super genius guy. I'm not kissing his ass. But uh, that's why I was so happy to beat him in Raz, which is his game, you know. Well, I'll tell you. That's, it's stud, but it's whoever has the worst hand wins. And he loves Raz. He wrote Raz tutorials on the, on the computer and submitted them to websites. That wanted yeah, to... I've seen those videos, and yeah. it's, 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 it's really good instruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Too bad it didn't work out for him when I took all his money and I double uh, <laughs> <laughs> through. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Last time at the uh, at the PRF barbecue, I did not do as well. <laughs> I was really drunk. I asked Steve to... I, I, so the guy, Daniel Costello, who was there that night, uh, pushed all in on me. Uh, I mean, no, he didn't push all in on me. He had two pair. He had kings and queens, and I was bluffing, and I bet on the flop, and then I bet on the turn even bigger, and uh, he called me instantly, and Steve said, good call right away, and I was like, well, that was, you know, and he goes, sorry, was that rude? And I'm like, yeah. So then I, I, I contacted Steve later, and I said, what, what, what did I give away, you know, because I want to improve my game. That, that, what did I give away to this guy that he insta-called me, and you said good call and knew exactly, and he goes, your intoxication. <laughs> so rule number one is pick a good table and don't be as drunk as me. I'm going to uh, Penn uh, Raceway this next week. The Penn, uh, Penn in Pennsylvania. I'm play a few nights. That's great. Good. All right, Ben. Yeah, well, thank, thank you, you yeah. for uh, thanks for calling in, and we'll anime. see you later, man. Mario. All right, thanks, Willie. Have a great weekend, everybody. All right, dude. Thanks. Later. All right, Yo, here he goes. There's Ben Bass. That's the Ryan game. Oh, Thank you, Ryan. Seinfeld just came on, by the way. Oh, now uh, I can play. Turn around, Mario. Turn around. Get some cheats. All right, we're going to wrap it up. High on my list. It is 11 o'clock. Hopefully, we'll get a couple wow. poker players to show up. I doubt it. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone. And uh, thank you, Tommy Rockstar. Great time, my friend. Thank I you. I really appreciate your help on the sound. Thank you, Mario. Good to see you again, Tommy. Thank you, thank Ryan. You, Mario. I thank you. Thank you. Ryan's the best. And uh, Circle jerk. 
Thank you, Dave Harrison. Thank you, Patrick Walsh. Thank you, Hairdo. We will see you next Friday. We'll be live on the air next week. Oh, a couple things. Uh, go see Runny tomorrow night at Hank's Saloon in Brooklyn. Great place to see a band. Uh, Risk Reward and the 10 Cent Fuck Same day, September 11th. Oh, the story of music finally. now starts at noon. I lobbied them to call it Hula Palooza, but they refused. <laughs> and uh, it's in the Great Lawn in Astoria Park. And don't forget to listen to Squeaky Dave's podcast. You know Squeaky Dave? Uh, he's in the Little Seizures, Dave's band. I, did, I had no idea. He's got this awesome podcast pizza, called pizza. Uh, Movies with Girls. Uh, movies about girls, and he does that podcast with a guy named Ken McIntyre, and it's really good. If you know, they just like you know, go through all the movies. Annette Fotocello, cool. you think she's sexy? You're in. You're in. Definitely worth checking out. Go see that. Go see Heroes of Tulik at Don Pedro with uh, Airport Seven Thursday, August first, and we will see you next week. We at Friday on live. That's right. <laughs> wow. That was a great promo. You guys are pretty good at this. <laughs> bon voyage. Thank you, our guests, Vicki Hamilton and uh, Nick, who has the smallest penis. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, listen. Have a, have a good trip, Susie. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Think about me, all right? <laughs> Oh, man, oh, man, do I hate them fancy lads. Welcome to the party.